I keep coming back all goo-goo-eyed. I've been through the ringer and been drip-dried. I say I'm a mess, but I say it with pride. So I, so I, so I. Hello and welcome to Rusted Bells and Broken Harps, the holly jolly dirge of Ramjack. Hello everyone, I am Alex, and joining me today for Ranjack is our good friend and co-host Brad. Hi, happy holidays! And of course, our good friend and co-host Jonathan! Happy holidays! From the Elf on the Shelf, me! (laughs) I watch you from the shelf, children. I'm the Elf on the Shelf. I move around when you sleep. I see everything. Zip! Zip! Where am I? Zip! Oh, no! Guys, we are in the thick of Ramjack's Christmas in July. Smell that Christmas stank. <laughs> You're in no the thick of here. it. Wait, this is pre-creep, right? This is just the thing. Christmas in July is a thing. Creep starts to happen later, right? Yeah, creep later. Um, yeah, the creep ain't sniffing just, just yet. Yeah, we're pretending this is a thing. We're f- we're making Christmas in July a thing for the first time ever. No, I was the first person to request a Christmas in July Ramjack episode, and Brad and That's I true. did that episode. Thank you very much. We did. Yes. We Why did. didn't I get credit the, at the beginning of this month? I ask. <laughs> I went into oh. a coffee shop to get myself a latte. Oh boy. <laughs> The girl behind the counter said, Happy Holidays. I said, Thanks, lady. I sure am happy. (laughs) Uh, But there's only one holiday that makes me feel that way. Christmas Christmas in July. Capital fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. We are having fun with this, the dark dark solstice. Um, uh, Yes, we're going to be having a bracket. Christmas bracket. (laughs) Yes. Can't wait. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Stop asking. The rumors are the rumors are true. Brad has a, a nice twist on uh, the Bing translator yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh-huh. Okay, fucking deal with it, alright? Alright, okay. Listen. Later <gasps> we're gonna be discussing a Christmas in Pac-Land. Yeah. I don't know the actual you title know? of it, because But that's what we're doing. It's okay. called Christmas Comes to Pac-Land. What? <laughs> that's the whole title. <laughs> It's totally... Guys, it's it's Christmas in July. What else could you ask for? Nothing. We've got you fully stocked. Um, uh, what do we want to hit on the top of the show, though? Just, like, coming off of it, just jump into the thick of things. Brad, I heard you have some questions about some important issues to the world. I, I do. Um, I think uh, this is a recurring segment now. Um, I ask questions about Pokemon. By, by bringing yes. it up a second time, and it's now a recurring segment. Yes, yes. It can only right, be brought up when I'm here, though. Um, correct. Well, I, I need. I, well, I don't trust Alex's opinion alone on on these issues. Obviously, you can't. No, he'll say all kinds of crazy nonsense. So my question is: When the hell did this fucking game start? Not not Pokemon in general, but uh, like this new thing. Wait, Pokemon or Pokemon? The Pokemon Go. The, it's called Pokemon the Go. The phone game. Yeah. Pokemon okay. Go is released in the 20-year anniversary of Pokemon. Yes, it's 20 years old. Pokemon Go Yeah, it, it, I mean, week. it hit America. Okay. I don't know if it's in every country, but it hit America like a fucking car against a wall. Everyone is playing it. Everyone. Yeah. 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 
Yes. I, yes. I saw it for the first time Thursday on the bus. Um, there was a dude on the bus. He's like standing in front of me, and I see he's got this like he's got his phone out, and I thought he was trying to take a picture. And then I just see like little like cartoon Pokemon running around. And I'm like, what the hell is this thing? And like he's like getting Pokemon while on the bus. I'm like, nice. that's the craziest damn thing I've ever seen. And then the mm-hmm. next day, I saw two more people on the bus, like catching Pokemon on a bus. So Saturday, I go to Disney. <gasps> and oh, fucking no. hell, like there are people. People are in Disney World all out, just like crashing into I mean, each other, not looking World, up. Guys. Like I gotta get people. that ratatat. <laughs> yeah, people, people getting off the <laughs> monorail, like all just like just looking at phones. Like there was a woman Pokemoning on the it up. Now, did you hear any? Did you hear any names of Pokemon? This is I, important, I, Brad, I, because if you I, see if you saw a sighting of like a. Like an Articuno or a Mewtwo at Disneyland, which I assume is where our Disney World, where I assume they'd have those super rare Pokemon. I think the world needs to know. We could break that news I, right here. I no clue. No well, let clue. me let was, me just give my settings real quick, and then if you have any questions about how the game works, uh, okay. Alex and I will be more than happy to inform you of how the game works. I saw a yes. young woman just today on the train coming home playing it. Uh, when Brandon came over to my apartment to record the latest How Rude, he wanted to see what Pokemon were in my apartment, and he literally said out loud, oh, you have a coughing in your apartment. <laughs> and I was like, dude, get that coughing, I guess. I, I don't fucking know. <laughs> and then Chris and I were going to the movies, and we walked out of our apartment, went down a side street, and there were these four teenagers, two of which were on bikes. They all had their phones out, pointing in six different directions, going like, we should go over there. Like, Let's go over there. And I literally turned to Chris and went, there's no way they're not playing that game. They're four teenagers, and they're obsessed, and they got to run around Chicago and get all the Pokemon they can get. My Instagram is just all people out... That's all Twitter is. In the world. That's all Twitter is. That's, like it's insane. It's taken over. It's insane. Like it's literally. And I was like, this did this. This must have just yeah. launched. Like because it's just everywhere at once. And I'm like, I I am a fucking old man because I don't know what's happening. Dude, it's taken over in a big way. And I'll get to some of the reasons that show that in a second. But can I tell you some of my sightings, which were crazy because I'm, I'm actually playing it. Well, I had of to course. stop for a second because I, I don't agree with their. Uh, I guess, Google access, because they ask you mm-hmm. if you sign in with your Google account to give them full access to your Google account, which, no, that's not going to happen. Nope. I'm sorry. No, thank you. They think it's an uh, oversight. They're giving them a bit of the doubt. I'm going to wait for them to change it. Maybe I'll jump back in after that. Apparently, there's a lot of oversight with this game because it sounds like it's broken half the time, and it sounds like, in design, it's maybe less than half of a real game yeah. because there's not a lot going on with this game. It, it's it's very simplistic, but you're sorry, Alex. It's based off of another kind of uh, real-world augmented reality game. In fact, the same company made it, and they use a lot of the data they got from that one, and they basically skinned it with Pokemon, but brought in more of the stuff like the battles and the collecting Pokemon. And you're right, it's still a little broken, but people love Pokemon so much that they forgive it, so that when they see a coughing in your apartment, they squeal with glee and try to catch that thing. Mm -hmm. So we've been playing since it launched, really, because... Um, yeah, as a mobile app UX designer, uh, these kinds of things are exciting because no one's really nailed augmented reality on a phone really well or like GPS stuff in a game format. And this thing does. Um, but Joey's cousins are in town and I showed them that we could catch Pokemon and they freaking love it. We went to the zoo, 
so many people trying to catch oh Pokemon at the zoo, <laughs> running around. Nightmare. But like, yeah, but talking. So we got to, we, we only took it out sometimes because obviously we're at a zoo. We want to see real animals, not digital Pokemon. <laughs> but we caught some when we were waiting uh, in front of the zoo, and I took pictures with them in an Oddish. Because that's something else you can do. You can uh, put on the camera and you can like look in your area and it kind of puts the Pokemon on the floor or on a shelf. So the kids love it. I have tons of pictures of them with Pokemon and it's their favorite thing. So they have pictures with them. But when we're in the zoo, we're catching something in like the playground. And two of the zoo, uh, two teenagers working at the zoo run over and are like, What did you catch? What did you catch? And they chat with us for like five minutes about Pokemon. I have like 700 cards, man. I love it. It's great. Have you been over here? Hey, there's something over here on the... And the kids are loving this because they're tiny children. Like the oldest is nine and the youngest is like three. And they're just like, yeah, Pokemon are great. So that's happening. We go to the river the next day. Everyone is trying to catch Pokemon. But they're kind of doing it on the sly. There's a lot of adults like with their phone out, like looking and like looking around to see if anyone's looking at them. And then they'll like hunch over and then like start throwing Pokeballs with their little thumb. It's almost adorable in a way. It's like, guys, just own it. If you're a grown person playing Pokemon. I was about to say, what what the hell's the point of being like shy about it? Oh. Brad's face looks utterly miserable. <laughs> I'm like, honestly, I'm just scrolling through Facebook right now. But here's... <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> this is scrolling. This is the segment where we explain yeah, Pokemon I'm, to you. You pay I'm attention, young man. I'm paying attention. I'm just... Uh, but I'm also seeing everything's about Pokemon on fucking yeah, Facebook, there so there's no escape. Oh. There's no escape. The last thing I'll say today, I went to go get uh, dinner. We went to a Thai place. And in the t- time for me going into the restaurant, picking it up and leaving, there's a park nearby. And... Fl- there's a squirrel in my pasta. There's a squirrel in my pasta. Um, no, there were t- <laughs> and I love groups <laughs> of teenage kids just, like, running around. They run into a field screaming, like, there's a Pokemon. Like, just running over. It's like, I got a Growlithe. Man. I got a Growlithe. Like, they're freaking out, like, loving it. But there's, like, multiple groups. And these group- groups kind of converge, and they all start working together. And they seem like they're strangers. Like, they're just kids coming and together. And then a like, orgy just came out of nowhere. <laughs> the most adorable part was there was this one... Kind Kind of goth girl, all black, like pale of skin, like makeup to make her skin look more pale, like hunting by herself off to the side. And the all the and she came, they all came together. Like she came into their group, and they all, I guess, left as Pokemon friends. It was beautiful in its own way. I was like, this is adorable. This is everything that, and you know, children when Pokemon first came out ever wanted. Just running around catching Pokemon and coming across other why, people. I can see why teenagers and young kids would be really into this because. When you're a kid, you have that collector mentality, and you know that's a big marketing ploy for kids. And I understand that it, the inherent nostalgia for older people, people in their you know late twenties, early thirties. I get it, but the game itself doesn't seem compelling enough to really keep engaging with it over time. Because the thing you have to understand, Brad, is that beyond the collecting, the Pokemon elements that you would be familiar with, like fighting. They barely exist. You can't go up to like yeah. a stranger or be on a train and like fight your Pokemon against someone else who's like two seats away from you on the bus. You can only really do that at like specific locations that are known as gyms. So like you might go down yeah. the street and a fucking Methodist church in the game might be a Poke Gym, and like you fight some digital character, but that's it. 
at a certain point, I guess they are going to incorporate the idea of being able to, to fight with strangers and your friends and stuff. But until that happens, it doesn't seem like a finished game to me. Now, now you just got to right. catch them all. Right now, yeah. right now right you have now. to prep for the oncoming fucking war that's coming. Uh, and then all those yes. friends are not going to be friends anymore because they're going to be like, what the fuck? Are you, stop it. Stop hurting my Bulbasaur. <laughs> Boba. Uh, yeah, it's going to be nuts when they actually make it the hopes and dreams of every child. Like an actual Pokemon game, but in the real I nicknamed because you're right. Then those gangs become real oh, yeah. gangs. And get out of here, goth girl. Get okay. Cut. Question. Question. Who's who's going to try to sound hip and talk about Pokemon Go first? Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton? Hillary Clinton will make a Pokemon Go joke about Donald Trump. Something along the lines of like oh. Pokemon Go, more like Trump Go away. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not her social media advisor. I can't. <laughs> I'm sure they'll do something a lot better than that. <laughs> Nice. Guys, as someone who knows a lot about Pokemon, I don't think it would be good for them to come out in any respect and try to draw lines in Pokemon Ouch. because in Go, there's three different well gym types. There's three colors. Teams, and they're, teams. They're pretty. There's red, yellow, blue. Yeah, teams. This was not the question. The question was who's going to mention it first in a way well, trying to the, sound hip. How well, here's they, the thing. They don't need to know about gyms. I don't know about gyms. Nobody needs to know about Brad, gyms. Brad, you're missing the part. You're learning, the key Brad. Part here. It's learning. not about mentioning it. It's how you mention it. And the only way to really mention Pokemon Go is to take a screenshot oh, yeah. of your Pokemon. So okay. yeah, Trump. And you can't take a picture. Yeah, but if Trump takes a picture Ooh, yeah. with a fire type, everyone's gonna be like, "Why the fuck are you taking a picture with a fire type?" And what you don't like electric Pokemon? Dude, he's gotta what take a fuck? picture with a fire type because like, he's it's gonna... fucking bright orange and his hair is the fucking color of atomic waste. Oh yeah, I see Hillary I, I, with I, more I, of like but, a grass so that's, type. That's a, that's a, you know, see that grass, water, maybe not electric, not fire. No, not mm, I don't think so. No, what are the three teams? There's Team Courage, Team Mystic, and Team, and team something else? Corporate uh, sponsorship. <laughs> Quiet, you. Corporate America. <laughs> you're going to play this game, Brad, and you're going to fucking love it. You're going to run around with teenagers and 40-year-old men. <laughs> you're going to make friends with everybody. Everybody. Um, and they're going to talk uh, to you. <laughs> let me Never. tell you some stuff that, that surfaced. Because here's the other thing about Pokemon Go. It has exploded in popularity very fast. Now, this has happened earlier this year with a game called Overwatch. We won't get into that, but let's just say yeah, let's that thing that. blew up fucking quick. Yeah, it did though. Um, so here's some stuff that's been happening with Pokemon Go. So as you know, and Jonathan mentioned a church. Uh, different places in the community are gyms and or Pokestops where you can get, you can spin a Pokespot, uh, or you can go to a Pokestop and get. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Now, what I'm now I don't know uh, what you're you talking go about. To a Poke- <laughs> You can go to a Pokestop and collect random things to help you with the game, but you can go to a gym and you can take it over, and you your Pokemon are there until someone dethrones you. Well, the Westboro Baptist Church is a Pokemon gym, and someone took it over with a Clefairy named Love is Love. <laughs> okay. And it has the Westboro Baptist Church pissed <laughs> off. Because <laughs> they can't dethrone it. It's too powerful. <laughs> These people hate Pokemon so much, they're just like, Pokemon's the devil. And their church is a Poke Gym, and a Clefairy named Love is Love is reigning supreme, and there's nothing they can do Right, because it. none of them play the game, right? That's pretty none awesome. None of them play it. No. It, and playing the game would go against everything they believe, Jonathan. It's helping <laughs> To defeat my enemy, I must become like my enemy. <laughs> <laughs> they are pissed. So they've started using, like, Pokemon stuff-ish, but in the wrong ways to kind of, like, go What do you mean they're trying it, to use Pokemon stuff-ish? What are you talking about? 
So they're legally using Pokemon images in some of their propaganda oh. now. So much that they have a Clefairy saying repent cool. or perish. And obviously they're going to slap with a copyright suit. But it's awesome because they can't do anything about their church being run by Pokemon. You can't say that Pokemon is evil and then use a Pokemon to deliver your message. That's a little bit too... It's not snake eating its own tail, I guess. Yep. But it's you're, you're really muddling the fucking waters when you pull that shit out. Also, Pokemon, it's 20 years old. It's Get over crazy. it. Focus on other things. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, um, uh, their uh, Pokemon nude—I mean, Pokemon Go nudes are a thing now. It's exploded since Friday. Um, there's some subreddits about it, and basically, it's just—I'm assuming it's just a lot of people who get together and take pictures with their Pokemon yeah. through the app, like a Raichu. Yeah, like a Raichu on my pictures pussy. with each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like a tasteful Raichu, just you know, curious, getting a, yeah, just in a picture with you. There's a lot of gross dudes taking pictures of Pokemon in weird areas, but there's a lot of like just tasteful. Put that dig dug over my dick. Say. Some <laughs> dig dug's say. a Pokemon, right? Yeah, duh. <laughs> dig dug's a Pokemon. Donkey Kong. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing to me is that there is now like a subreddit. It's not of weird. Just it's not weird. With it's not weird. That's, it's not That's surprising. Don't weird. even act like I... it's weird or surprising. Don't even act like any part of that is surprising. <laughs> But what's, to me, what's, I mean, you're right, but the, I think the, the velocity of how this stuff has gone, like, it dropped to it, last Thursday, and we already have, say, like, a huge men, community get used to of it. subreddits. The world's moving faster than you can move. I mean, there's the thing. So wait, it, it did drop last Thursday? It dropped last Thursday. So I saw it, like, day one. Oh, yeah. Yep. I mean, the trailer that came out for the game came out way in advance, and I think people were getting oh, amped yeah. up in advance of its release. Like, people were ready to go for that thing. Um, other things to note, um, as of Friday, again, a day after it launched, um, it was installed on 5%, wait, yeah, it was installed on 5% of Android phones. Tinder is installed on 2% of Android phones. It already has more install base than Tinder, which is a very popular dating app for those who know. Um, also, <laughs> in percentage of daily active users on Android, it was at a 3 on Friday. Twitter's at 3.5. It surpassed Twitter's active daily users on Android by Saturday. It's more popular than Twitter on Android. That is If crazy. they introduce a messaging system, it's over. Look out because Later, yeah. Twitter what? Facebook who? <laughs> Tinder. You know why people aren't using Tinder in relation to Pokemon Go cuz Tinder's a fucking bummer. It really <laughs> no one is. wants to use Tinder. It's a fucking no bummer. Men fucking creeping out women. <laughs> Men, like, just sending out shitty messages all day. It's a fucking piece of crap. Get that thing off your phone. Get that thing out of there. I'm not saying replace it with Pokemon Go, but you know people are hooking up with that fucking thing. Ooh, you got my um, Squirtle. Ooh, I like <laughs> you. What's your name? How old are you? <laughs> Whoops. Yikes. How many Yikes. Pokemon marriages will there be, though? Pokemon Go marriages, where people are out right now at a park, like two teens just meeting for the first oh, time. Oh, a Pokemon Go get... engagement. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> follow the trail. Follow the clues. <laughs> oh, what is that Bulbasaur doing up there? What's that little box next to Bulbasaur? He's, hol he's holding a little box in his hand. What's? Oh, let me see. The... <gasps> George. Oh, his oh name is God. George. <laughs> it's beautiful. Brad, you look so... Thoroughly, you look like a washcloth that's been wrung out, my friend. I, Is it time for you to say goodbye to this I, cruel world? 
Well, I, two more things, Brad, if I can. Just two more, maybe three more things about Pokemon Go. Six more um, things. So, uh, something that's holidays. bothering children is that... <laughs> happy holidays. Um, here's a tweet on Twitter. My feet and legs are so sore from Pokemon Go today. I got an hour of sleep, but I took over a gym and gained five levels. So I guess that's a pretty good day. Um, cool, so uh, that person's an idiot. I say that because, yeah, well, there's a common theme in a lot of these. Hate to say it, but my legs are so sore from searching for Pokemon all night. I'd blame my shoes, but I know I'm just not fit. <laughs> really want to get up and go play Pokemon, but my legs are sore as fuck. Uh -huh. Wish I had a car. <laughs> <laughs> my legs are so sore from playing Stop Pokemon. It. Love it, though. Legs are sore? What was the last time anyone's legs were sore when they were walking around? Anyone ever had sore legs here in the last, like, come on now. Yeah. Well, be yeah. quiet, Brad. You don't count. <laughs> You have extended My legs are actually sore from walking. You walk like eight miles, like your legs get sore. I did, uh, let's see, I walked, my legs are so sore from walking yesterday playing Pokemon Go. Who needs a gym <sighs> membership? There are so many tweets about young people just like, God, I'm out of shape, but I'm going to hunt those Pokemon, God damn it. Pokemon Go is successful in getting kids to exercise. Brad, your legs are sore because yeah, you you log uh, in those miles. These kids are sore because they haven't gotten out of a out of a fucking chair in two and a half months. I was outside for twenty minutes. No, I'm all sore. Yeah. Shut up. No. <laughs> um, but obviously there are things about these kinds of games that I maybe have. It's not all. It's not all sunshine. Um, so, both of and you... And there's, there's things about this game, though, that have a darker tinge. It's like bum, a conservative bum, bum, bum. 2020 reporter. <laughs> Give me a break. Oh, at 11. So you guys heard I'm about... John the... Stossel. That's it. <laughs> you guys heard about the kid who found the dead body by playing Pokemon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's news, old, old news. news. Everyone's seen it's it. It's very old. <laughs> have, have you heard about yep. the armed robbers yes. in Missouri? <laughs> yeah. That is that is nefarious, and those people they need. I, I'm glad they're going to go to jail. I'm glad they're going I'm to jail. It's not surprising jail. to me. Nothing about this game or the people who are involved with it surprised me at all. Putting a dick dog on your what, penis? What? Not surprising. <laughs> but it's happening so fast, so fast. This coughing is my crime partner. Coughing, coughing, coughing. Give me your money. Coughing, coughing, coughing. <laughs> um, Put that coughing directly over my puckered asshole. <laughs> The last thing I'll say, Brad, because obviously you have no questions about Pokemon other than when does it stop. I just wanted you. Um, you acted like you did, though. You, I, well, I, you, I all you wanted question. to know was when it started. Yeah, because I wanted to know, uh, like, because it was everywhere in like no time, and I just wanted to know when. Yeah. It started. It was a simple last question. Week. You learned a lot more. You learned a lot more, my friend. People are nicknaming it Pogo for stop short, it. and that yeah, that needs to stop. We're stopping Enough. that right now. <laughs> I don't have time. It's Pogo. <laughs> Oh my god. Have you ever heard of the the, the weird, bizarre... Uh, I'm going to call it a trend, because Alex would call it a trend. <laughs> Sweet. It's this new subculture. It's a subculture, that's what it is. It's a subculture. trending. That whole idea of teenagers taking selfies with like their dead relatives in coffins. <laughs> what? I have heard of this. Like yes, teenagers being like, peace, grandma. Have fun in heaven, and it's like selfie with your makeup corpse in an open coffin. Ah. Well, yep. Pokemon Go is gonna take that to the next <laughs> level. Oh, fuck. Pikachu! Just I me choose and my you. Eevee with Grandma. Oh, Come Pikachu's on, sitting right on her face. <laughs> grandma, Pikachu's gonna take good care of you. <laughs> Close the coffin. <laughs> Close it. Get him in there. Oh man. Yeah, it's, it's gonna. Be I nice. watched Brandon it's try to crazy. kidnap. 
kidnap is the term, a coughing for six minutes because the game doesn't work. And he just kept throwing Pokeballs at it, and it wouldn't work. And finally, after seven t- attempts, he, he said, oh, I got it. And I went, good. <laughs> it took you six <laughs> minutes to do one fucking thing. Fuck. Can't. Pogo. Can't. Pogo. Pogo. No. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's an oh, option. Vetoed. No. Vetoed. Well, that wasn't very Christmassy, Alex. You know, you and Brad are what both wearing mean? red, but that wasn't very Christmassy. It's it's the gift everyone wants. Exactly. Kids gotta have the gift. <laughs> Kids of all ages. Mm-hmm. Tall kids, Let's short kids, kids who are 42. <laughs> <laughs> girls, 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 <laughs> don't you want to touch them? <laughs> God, I want to see that show. I'm so mad that I wasn't part of that discussion. I would have ranted and raved. Oh. <laughs> Amazing. We've got to find an episode of that and Alfio it, right? I mean, that's It doesn't episode. exist. I tried. I've tried. Wow. I tried so hard. It's been relegated to like a sticky bucket in a back room somewhere. <laughs> that's where that show belongs. There's some There's some creepy old creep that's that's got all the copies. Oh, I've got them. I bet the Hugh Hefner estate has every one of them. Because they Definitely. were Playboy models, right? So, I mean, obviously they would have them. Yeah. So we just have to wait for Hugh Hefner to die or sell off more of his estate, and we'll just try to get Don't there. you want to fuck him? <laughs> I don't know. Some have eyeballs. Some have no eyes. <laughs> why, why do they not have eyes? Uh, uh, girls. Nope, don't go to the hook. <laughs> Listen, uh, whatever happens, happens, okay? I can't believe I got my first voice roll. Goyles, goyles, goyles. And he's a little bit too much, you know what I mean? Can we get someone to like do an impression of him that's a little bit more mainstream? A little bit more streamlined? Worst job. Well, let's call Frank Welker. Yeah, he's always too busy doing 700 dog credits. Here you go, Frank. Here's your uncredited performance check for $3,000. And uh, we're going to give you ten more, because guess what? A lot of dogs in cartoons these days. <laughs> uh, also, uh, Frank, uh, we need a, a sound effect for a, a fax machine eating a piece of paper. Do you think you can knock that out real quick? <laughs> of course. Yep, it's pretty not great, but right. here's your check. No, no, no. No, thanks. You know, there's a lot of people who want to break into John. this industry, Frank. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> Too bad. Fuck them. I own this I've been game. playing Scooby-Doo and Fred from fucking Scooby-Doo for 40 goddamn years. Fuck you. I could do a pretty mean Scooby-Doo. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to slit your throat. I'm Frank Welker. <laughs> Boys, I think it's time for that Christmas bracket. Yes, we're doing it. Yay! Fine, Hurrah! great. Stop yelling at me. You're both wearing I, Christmas red. I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> this is news to me. I wish you might have told me before this show. <laughs> I'm a big girl now. Right now. I'm a big girl now. So what's what's this bracket? What's this bracket? Okay, so this bracket, uh, I think I'm going to refer to it as the. Uh, it's it's a bracket to determine who is the uh, maybe the scariest Christmas character, spookiest or scariest Christmas character. Uh, we have. Uh, let's see how many options we have here. Starting out one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So we're gonna we're gonna pare it down from eight to one, and I, I need you boys to. I'll give you some facts about these characters as we go through them. But the first pairing of characters is the Heat Miser and Santa Claus's daughter. 
<laughs> Do you have any questions wow. about uh, Santa Claus's daughter? <laughs> yes. I, all or, of them. Which Santa Claus's daughter is okay. this? Is this Jenny McCartney? Well, we all know this... we all know the Heat Miser, right? We don't need to ask about the Heat Miser. Yeah. Well, okay. The Heat Miser was in the year without a Santa Claus. Maybe. The year without a Santa yes. Claus. It was Heatmeister. It was the year without a Santa Claus. It's the Heatmeister, not the Heatmeister. Yeah, it's not Meister. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the don't don't get don't get miffed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you guys know that Lee Meister's father was the Heatmeister? <laughs> <laughs> really? Hmm. Get, just just for the sake of the audience, though, because I'm not sure everyone's familiar with Raken and Bass. Like cartoons, well, cartoons, stop motion stuff. Who give us a little, give us just a little hint of the heat. Well, uh, okay, well, the miser. heat miser and the snow miser are brothers. They exist only in the year without a Santa Claus Christmas special. Uh, they're brothers and they hate each other because they think that they're the better of the two. So the heat miser and the snow miser have songs about how they're amazing and they're the best because they represent uh, <laughs> their carnal, natural element. <laughs> And they, they tend to have backup singers, and then at the end of their song, they go, I'm too much. And the Heat Miser looks like Harvey Firestein, and that's great because Harvey Firestein played him in a live action TV movie of the year without a Santa Claus. Guess who played the Cold Miser? Pretty Cold sure, Miser. I don't think I have this wrong, the Snow Miser, I should say, was John Goodman. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah. Love it. So, wait a minute. Are these like deities, or are these just like? I'd like to think they're children, uh, like they're chaotic sort of demigods who sort of wreck havoc, and they're very yeah okay. they're very uh, mean spirited and bitter because I think they're very low level gods. All right, all right. Okay, so the Heat Maestro nope. versus Santa Claus's <laughs> daughter. Nope. You can't. I, I see what you're doing. I'm not. I'm not so. What's, uh, tell us about this okay. daughter. Who's so Santa Claus's daughter is on a Wikipedia list called List of Christmas Characters. And one of the characters is just Santa Claus's daughter. And yes, she's had many iterations in pop culture. But she first appeared in North America during the late 1800s. And one of the first creative works to present this figure was a, a, a short musical play of from 1892 called Santa Claus's Daughter. Is daughter capitalized in the title? Hmm. No, it's not. Santa Claus's daughter. Huh. Huh. And in this piece, the young Kitty Claus, Kitty Claus is her name, who has known no one but her papa, oh, no. asks him to find her a man. Do you know what that means in 1880s terms? You didn't even, did, yeah. you, did you hear that last part? Say I did. She asks him to find her a man. Oh, Daddy Claus, who I've only ever known, won't you go fetch me a man of my own? <laughs> Kitty Claus is my name. Meow. Mary Meow Miss. Meow. So who's scarier, the Heat Miser or Santa Claus's daughter, Kitty Claus? Meow. I, I think Kitty Claus, while being upsetting, is more just a product of a tragic, tragic childhood. Yes, very much so. Santa, please, I only, I only want to go out and know other people beyond you. Quiet. So I almost feel the heat miser is more, but I don't know. She's so warped from that childhood. I mean, the heat miser, like, he's got production numbers and like, oh yeah, it's less creepy. He's kind of upfront. You know what you're getting. <laughs> he says I'm too much, and you agree I with mean, him. I appreciate. <laughs> yeah, but his demigod power is to, is just heat, correct? Like he just, is almost like a sun figure. He can bring the heat. Sh- sure. Okay, Where, I just didn't know. Kitty because Claus, that's much more. What do you mean you didn't know? <laughs> well, I'm not. Well, 
by the name, I'm not 100% sure whether he's someone who's just like, I got all the heat and I'm not going to give it up. Or if he's someone who just can command heat. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> him have, him being a demigod automatically makes him... Uh, it, 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 it's something to be afraid of because demigods aren't real. So if they are real, that's terrifying. Santa Claus's daughter is just thirsty. And she's been up in the North Pole forever. <laughs> and she just needs... I, that, that's, that's almost... Santa Claus is the monster in that situation because yep. it's almost like a Rapunzel definitely, sits. Definitely. Sitch. That's true. So All I right. think she's innocent. Okay. So Heat Miser? Heat yes. Miser. All right, so... Heat Miser moves on to the next round. Uh, in this next round, we're pitting the Yule Cat <gasps> against Love the it. Cinnamon that Bear. <laughs> what the First hell is this? I, I need to know, is the Yule Cat voiced by Sammy Davis Jr.? <laughs> <laughs> the Yule Cat is not voiced by Sammy Davis Jr. I, I do Fuck hate that. to disappoint Fuck you. Fuck that cat. No, thank you. Uh, Fuck that cat, FTC. <laughs> Well, hold up. Let's see. Let's see what else we're working on. Cinnamon Bear seems a little suspect. Yep, he's definitely sus. Uh, so the Yule Cat. We'll start with him. He's an Icelandic folklore monster. He eats. <laughs> he eats anyone who didn't get new clothes before Christmas Eve. <laughs> if you didn't get new clothes before Christmas Eve, that Yule Cat's gonna fucking shit out your bones. <laughs> that is awesome. I love it. That's my favorite. This guy. This is amazing. I didn't even know you could do that. The threat of being eaten by the Yule Cat was used by farmers as an incentive for their workers to finish processing the autumn wool before Christmas. (laughs) Hey, workers, make more shit for me or the Yule Cat's going to eat you, you stupid migrants. (laughs) How does that work? How do you trick a... Were these children? Probably. Because you can't trick... <laughs> how do you trick an adult to think there's a giant panther calf that's going to eat you alive? Wikipedia says the, the threat. So they act like it was a real threat, like, that Yule Cat's going to get your ass. But then you have to ask the questions, like, why does the Yule Cat, why does the Yule cat care? Why do any of us care? The Yule, the, the Yule Cat wants everyone to look to look nice. Spiff. Um, you don't look spiff. Is that old? That's last year's model. <laughs> What was that? I don't know. Kitty Claus. Get to work. Kitty Claus comes in on the Yule Cat. <laughs> Santa never let me know Found a man one. beyond himself. <laughs> so obviously the Yule Cat is awesome as just a, a fear great. mechanism in a creature. Well, one of my new. Let's favorites. hear about the Cinnamon Bear. Yeah. Now you've been listening to a lot of old timey radio. Maybe you can find some of the old episodes of Cinnamon Bear from the 1930s. He was sponsored by. Transco, otherwise known as the Transcription Company of America. Transco. Mm. Not at all evil. He comes from Maybe Land. Maybe Land. <laughs> Maybe Land. Can I leave? Maybe. He helped. <laughs> I don't know. You can leave, but you better send a telegram first and you Transco. You know, the transcription service with the best seasoning. That makes it seasoning. Good seasoning. Oh, I'm angry about this copy I have to read. <laughs> shouldn't say that out loud, though, or I'll lose my job. So in, in the premiere radio program, so the, these radio programs could run from just after Thanksgiving leading up to Christmas. I, I think that's what I was reading earlier. Uh, so these kids would go to Maybe Land looking for a silver star that they had lost from their tree. And the cinnamon bear, who has... Shoe button eyes. What? What? Terrifying. What are shoe button eyes? <laughs> Squeak. <laughs> and he sports a green ribbon around his neck. Uh, he helps them uh, go through Maybelaine, avoiding the crazy quilt dragon and the winter green witch. 
what? <laughs> Watch out, it's the, the quilt crazy dragon? quilt dragon. Huh? Does it still breathe fire? Like, what is it? I don't know, dude. What's a quilt dragon? But what was um, the winner? What about this? What about this episode? The Roly Poly Policeman. Ew. Oh, that's terrifying. Our Captain Tin Top. Nope. <laughs> Snapper Stick Crocodile. <laughs> what is this? These kind of nice. What is this Rogues Gallery kind of, of Batman co- villains? <laughs> yeah. Cockle, say, this... Cockleberg Cowboys. Nope. <laughs> Cockleberg Cowboys. Yeah. This is all stupid. Yeah. So who wins in that round? <laughs> Who's the most upsetting, the cinnamon bear or the Yule cat? The cinnamon bear is a Christmas guy? Yeah, he's a Christmas figure. He sounds like some kind of... They interact okay. with Santa in, in a lot of the episodes. I, I mean, it leads up to Christmas, so I think it gets more Christmassy. Yeah, and they're oh, trying to get the silver star uh, the from last the tree. Three, the last three, uh, the, the last part of, of the saga, the end, the end trilogy, <laughs> is snowman, Santa Claus, and then North Pole. Yeah, baby. Oh. <gasps> So they're trying to get the silver star from the tree? Are they? They so lost it. No, no, the no, no. Bear. <laughs> well, I don't know. You just, you, yeah, but just then you started me. spinning your whole narrative. Let me tell you, they lost their own star, and it somehow wound up in Maybe Land. Okay. Okay. Yes. Oh, maybe. Well, that maybe yes, that's okay, what happened. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so who's more upsetting? Um. um Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Introducing Patio Cinnamon, Santa Claus's right-hand man. Meet him with Santa in Toyland at Lipman's. And don't miss his exciting adventures with Judy and Jimmy, two of the nicest playmates you could ever want. Over the air every night but Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, brother. (laughs) Some Um, nights you'll be so anxious to hear how they get the Silver Star back from the wicked crazy quilt dragon that you'll listen twice. And here's a secret. The cinnamon bear is just (laughs) as excited about meeting you as he can be. I couldn't possibly be more physically or chemically excited. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Okay, given that, I would say if we were going to go purely on, uh, I guess, that radio um, teaser, then yeah, Cinnamon Bear is fucked up. But I still hold out for the Yule Cat because that thing is a, a is a true monster. And was used to and intimidate sure slave laborers. I, I think I want to listen to the farmer. <laughs> I Listen, this bear is a goddamn nightmare creature, but it's not a cat that's used to intimidate slave labor. So I'm going to go with the cat. Exactly. It- Cat. All right, yeah, the Yule Cat, cat is Yule moving cat. on to the next round. So this this third round we have here is the Yule Lads versus Mr. Jingling. Uh-oh, nope. Oh, God. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. <laughs> Ooh, it's me, <laughs> Mr. Jingling. Let's start with him. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Jingling is a Cleveland, Ohio character. Oh, no. Oh, no. Created by Hale's Department Store, he's known as the quote keeper of the keys to Santa's workshop. You mean he knows he's how to assisted get to Santa's by... daughter? Oh, yep. <laughs> he's assisted by the play lady. You could sit on his lap at Hale's Department Store, and he'd give you a cardboard key that, when placed under your pillow, would help you fall asleep and have good dreams during Santa's visit. No. Uh, Originally played by Tom Movile, until a arrested. cop who worked, a cop who worked at the local jail and used his own cell door keys while walking around in costume. What? Ring a ding, jingle jingle, ring a jingle, Mr. Jingling. Oh fuck! Ring a jingle, Mr. <laughs> jingle, Mr. Jingling. No. He's coming round the corner, gonna open up the workshop. 
Tringle, jingle, jingle, mingle, jingle, Mr. Jingling. <laughs> that's a that's a sound. That's <laughs> you pull that. You you pull that sound. <laughs> you you play my voice singing that song anywhere. Kids are gonna start fucking sobbing. God, I'm terrified. And if he doesn't open the toy shop, let me tell you about does. the Yule lads. <laughs> what if he does? <laughs> what if he, what does? if he doesn't? We've got to stop him. <laughs> There's a there's a fucking Lovecraftian mass behind those doors. We don't want that thing coming out here. Oh yeah, I mean, but also because okay, Brad's right. Santa's daughter is up at the North Pole, and this guy has the keys to the workshop. We can also assume that he's not a man, that he's some sort of creature, <laughs> because we know that she's never met or known a man besides her father since being at the North Pole. So who is Mister Jingling? Mister Jingling is not a creature. He's just a big fat white cop. <laughs> well, that's his disguise. <laughs> I'm just telling you what I know about Christmas. Brad, yeah, let's, let's, what's the next one? The Yule Lads. So these are Icelandic characters. Uh, they place gifts or rotten potatoes in your shoes on windowsills during the 13 days leading up to Christmas. <laughs> so if you're good, you get gifts in your little shoes on the windowsill. But if you're bad, you get shitty ass potatoes that like make your feet stink. <laughs> Oh, mother, I'm just going to get my... Uh, uh, stepped in a potato again. Oh. Let me tell you about these characters, because there's lots of them. And if you need me to tell you a little bit more <laughs> about your favorite character, I can, but there's a lot of them. Here are all of the Yule Lads. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. There's okay. Sheepcoat Claude, Gully Gawk, Stubby, Spoon Licker, Pot <laughs> Scraper, Bowl Licker, Door slammer, skier gobbler, sausage oh, not skier sausage gobbler. swiper, window peeper, oh, window God. peeper, window peeper, window peeper, <laughs> doorway sniffler, doorway <laughs> sniffler, meat hook, meat hook, meat hook. No, no. Oh, fuck. no. And last and presumably the most terrifying of them all, even more terrifying than meat hook, is candle stealer. <laughs> Do you want to know about any of those? I have little factoids about them. <laughs> yes, um, give, yes. I'll give you all of them. Who was Sheep yeah, Coat Claude. Uh, in the original language, stick joster. <laughs> he harasses <laughs> sheep but is impaired by his stiff peg legs. Coming after you. <laughs> Clip clap. Peg legs? Stiff peg legs. Gullygock. He hides in gullies waiting for an opportunity to sneak into the cow shed and steal milk. Stubby, uh, abnormally short, steals <laughs> pans to eat the crust left on them. Spoon liquor. Steals a type of wooden spoon with a long handle known as a purevior, and he likes to lick it. It's extremely thin due to malnutrition. <laughs> oh, oh, scraper no. sounds, uh, oh. to be fair, a lot like Stubby because he also steals leftovers from pots, but I guess because he doesn't exclusively <laughs> work in crust. I guess that's what makes Stubby unique. <laughs> and he's also not super short. Yeah, bowl liquor hides under beds waiting for someone to put down their askier, a type of bowl with a lid used instead of dishes, which he then steals. Door slammer. Likes to slam doors, especially during the night. <laughs> Was this a just prick. like a gang that roamed around and got like a following? They were the original Garbage Pail Kids, dude. Uh, definitely. Seriously? Definitely. Skier gobbler. A Yule lad with an affinity for a skier. <laughs> Let's see what skier is real quick. Hey, skier. What do you, what do you, what do you want, spoon licker? <laughs> it's a matter of life or death. 
Oh, relax, Spoon Licker. Relax. <laughs> it's the Stubby and Spoon Licker show. Yay! I like Stubby. <laughs> in the bowl is so good. Skier, just so you know, uh, it is pronounced skier, is an Icelandic culture dairy product. Great. It's just it's just yogurt. Wow. <laughs> just nasty ass Icelandic mm. yogurt. Uh, the sausage swiper would hide in the rafters <laughs> and snatch sausages that were being no. smoked. This is the worst Christmas Window ever. peeper, a voyeur who would look through windows in search of things to steal. Uh-huh, I bet. Sure. I'm just looking for things to steal. Uh-huh, I bet. The doorway sniffler has an abnormally has an abnormally <laughs> large nose here we go and an acute sense of smell which he mm. uses to locate lafbraud <laughs> lafbraud also known as snowflake bread no thank you <laughs> i don't want your snowflake bread you stupid <laughs> icelandic idiots <laughs> it's a christmas bread eaten by <laughs> icelandic citizens great meat hook uses a hook to steal meat i bet <laughs> Yikes. I'm sure that's the only thing he uses it for, right between the shoulder blades. Oh, no. And finally, the most fearsome of them all, Candle Stealer, follows children in order to steal their candles, which in those days were made of tallow and thus edible. What? Give me your candle so I can eat them. <laughs> Let me eat your candle. So these, so wait, so these guys either give you potatoes or gifts or gifts. Yeah. Or they'd steal your Not shit. What, your smoked sausage? Oh, you smoking that sausage, you fuck nod? Nope, I got it now. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm the sausage swiper. So wait a minute. I mean, there is no, I don't think there's an or about it. They are stealing your shit, regardless yeah. of whether they're giving you gifts or potatoes. They just roam into town a few days before Christmas and just run amok. Well, Spoonlicker isn't stealing. He's fucking like Les Miserables in it because he's sick as fuck. He's got malnutrition, dude. Out of all of them, I feel the I feel the worst for Stubby because he's so little, and all he does is eat the eat the crust. Do off we really need Do we really need the word abnormally associated with his height? <laughs> Apparently, I don't know. So we could have done a bracket purely oh, on yeah. these guys because this is awesome. This is yeah. my new favorite Christmas myth: the Yule um, lads, my boys. <laughs> the Yule lads versus. Mr. Jingalingalingadingle, jingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingalingaling
Jonathan, you go through these foreign names with authority, and I admire that. Hulebraken, Hulepolska, and Raskerfotter Springer trip, trip, trip. I like to think that's the clip, clip, clip of the Yule Goat's hooves. That's what it is. So he's mainly in modern day. He's a he's an ornament. He's just sort of like a, a little symbol, and he's usually made of straw. And he's not that spooky. He's easily the least spooky of all of these characters. Now let's talk about uh, Mr. Christmas. <laughs> oh boy. Oh god. Uh, you guys are gonna have to do some extra research on Mr. Christmas because he's out of his mind. He uh, his real name is Andy Park. He's an he, he's <laughs> an English electrician. Hello, it's me, Andy Park who has celebrated Christmas every day since July 1993. Andy Park has eaten 135,000 sprouts, 107,000 mince pies, and drank 6,000 bottles of champagne since 1994. Over the years, he has sent himself more than 235,500 Christmas cards. He claims that every day he goes home at lunch from work and eats an entire roast turkey and watches a recording of the Queen's Christmas speech. He asked the queen, he asked the queen to record her Christmas speech at his apartment, and she said no. Go figure. I wonder why. Oh, I wonder why. Obviously. I'm Mr. Christmas. I'll celebrate Christmas every day. I eat a whole roast turkey on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Oh, did He's far more monstrous. Come on. Come on. Come on. You don't know. No. Okay. You said the goat. Well, the goat's an ornament, but what happens on Christmas at midnight to bad boys and girls at the goat? Nothing. The, the, the goat isn't a punishment benevolent figure, I don't think. But like, but if you don't leave cookies out for Santa Claus, the goat's gonna get you, right? <laughs> no, I, I'm not gonna just say that. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, then, yeah. Obviously. Watch out! It's the Yule Cat, the Alex. The Yule Cat's right behind the you. Monster. <gasps> Hope that shirt's new, boy. <laughs> obviously, the. Obviously, the monster man who claims to eat a turkey, a roast turkey a day for lunch. I mean, he might make a clean sleep. Sweep. That's a, <laughs> He's going to make a clean sleep. That's a, that's a liar, because no one does that. Financially, that would bankrupt Brad, him. Brad, do you agree? Yes. All right, so let, now let's pound out who wins in these next rounds. So, Heat Miser versus Yule Cat. Yule Cat, come on. Yule Cat. Yule Cat's just awesome. Yeah. Okay, so Yule Cat... Oh no, I realized that somehow, oh man, I completely fucked this up. Jonathan! The, the snow miser is in here too, cause uh, that doesn't, uh, it doesn't, do I have, do I know how to do brackets? Was there an uneven number, Jonathan? Yes. That's okay, so the yeah. snow miser comes it's into fine. this bracket and we, he has to go head yeah. to head with someone else. That's cool, okay. that happens, that happens. Okay, so we can put, uh, I guess Jonathan doesn't know anything about sports brackets. It's ridiculous. I mean, Brad. Jonathan, you got to know about eliminations and seeds. Come on. Yeah, well, obviously. Well, right now, all I had was okay. Heat Miser versus Yule Cat and then Mr. Jingling versus Mr. Christmas. Does that make sense? Okay, well, we, we'll just out. We rule out uh, um, Snow, Snow Miser then. He's out. All right. Out. Fuck you, Snow Miser. Sorry, he's Snow Miser. I don't know how to do, I don't know how to do brackets. It's not, it's not your fault. <laughs> it's not your fault, Jonathan. It isn't. It isn't really your fault. It's not Claire's fault either, just for the record. So, it's not your fault. who beats who beats who? Mister Jingling or Mister Christmas? Two uh, Misters going up against each other. Who's that coming around the corner? Jingling, jingling is a goddamn nightmare. Yeah, I can't. Really. I Here's can't. your cardboard Seriously. key for your pillow. Why is it like the tooth fairy? Why is it like the tooth fairy? 
Put this key under your pillow. You will have such nice, nice dreams. <laughs> I'm this. It's a creepo dude that gives kids keys to put under their pillow so they can fall asleep. No. Nope. No. I don't nope. like this. This. This is no bad. There's bad. a guy who still Chris plays that character to this day. No oh. way. Yep. How? Uh. <clears throat> How have we not heard about this before now? Because it's relegated to fucking Ohio. No one's getting out of Ohio. Because it's only. Because it's I guess you have Cleveland. to go like deep, like deep dark web shit to find out about Mr. Jane. Yeah, that's a subreddit <laughs> like, of a subreddit. Yeah. Totally so he beats he Mr. Christmas. Yes. Yeah. All right, and I think this is going to be pretty easy. Uh, I think at least. Who beats who? The Yule Cat or Mr. Jingling? Jingling. Mm, that's a tough one. See, Alex, Jingling, you're scared by this Yule Cat. The thing about the Yule Cat is that it kind of transcends some of these others. Jingling hasn't even made it out of Cleveland, Ohio. They, they've relegated this key, this weird key ritual at Christmas, which is strange, to just Cleveland, Ohio. It can stay there. Yule Cat survived through the ages. Yule Cat's still preying on people who can't who in dress nice on Christmas in Iceland. Now, thankfully, he is on an island, and he's going to stay there for now. But I worry about some of these barges over there, Jonathan. What if the Yule Cat comes over here? It'll be open season. See, I'm worried about the Yule Cat, but I understand from Brad's perspective that the jingling is a nightmare because he's already on. He's already here. He's in the gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got I the mean, keys. Listen, he's got the Freddy, keys. Freddy Krueger only needed a street. He only needed a street. <laughs> and to be honest, well, okay. Who would you rather see Christmas night? The Yule Cat. Would you cat. rather wake up? Would you rather wake up to a guy with his hand under your pillow, <laughs> <laughs> goes, with a finger with a finger up to his mouth, going? Mr. Jingle Jangle. Or would you I rather you a wake... key to go to sleep. Or would you rather wake up to the sound of a cat, like... You know what you do you with the Yule Cat? It's a giant panther. If you wake up and the Yule Cat's in your fucking room and it's got a paw on your chest, you just show them that you're wearing a shirt with a tag on it. You see this yeah. You see this price tag? It's brand new. Haven't even taken off the price tag. And then the and then Yule he Cat leaves. encourages you to buy nice new clothes. Yeah, exactly. And I like that about him. That's a service. Or her. Okay. Jingling is going to molest a child. Mr. Jingling yeah, is played by a cop who used jail cell door keys. <laughs> Mr. Jingling. Let me give you a key, children, to your dream. Nah, he sounds like this. He's a blue collar guy. <laughs> He's from Ohio, remember? Yeah, okay. Brad, you convinced me. All I needed was a little push. Jingling, obviously. Is a I love how my Ohio sounds like a Chicago gangster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, cool. Wait, that's hey, it's me. It's Cleveland. Who knows what's going on? All right, so that's it. That's the. Uh, that's... <laughs> Who is that, Jonathan? Oh. Hmm? I'm sorry. That was okay. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. <laughs> I got the horse right here. My hand is under your pillow. <laughs> so Mr. Jingling takes home the prize of the most upsetting Christmas monster. Congratulations! I don't know how to do brackets. <laughs> Whoops. It's okay. Snowmiser was supposed to be in there. I'm sorry, Snowmiser. But you know what? You're too much, and you you already know that. So he wouldn't have made he wouldn't have made it anyway. Come nah, on. there were some there were some softballs in there. I knew it. Cinnamon that, bear would have taken him out. That Yule goat, man. <laughs> I, I still don't understand the Yule goat. I don't really get in it. A either. bracket of monsters. <laughs> this guy is just an ornament, just hanging out on a tree. Doesn't even do anything on Christmas Eve. Doesn't like terrorize children. Check out now, wiki. Granted, check out wiki Christmas characters if you want to learn more about random ass, usually Northern Europe bullshit Christmas characters. Yeah, I'm sure they are like rampant. I understand the I understand the goat though now, made of hay on a tree. A long time ago, they used candles to light a tree. Probably a fire hazard. Yule goat was a fire hazard <laughs> back in the day. 
Don't put the flame too close to the Yule Goat, children. <laughs> like, already. The Yule Goat took everything. Flame. Took everything, I say. Everything from us. The presents. Including our new clothes. Oh, oh no. heavens! <laughs> the Yule Cat's chasing me. If only I had a key to the store. Mr. Jingling. No! <laughs> jingle, jingle, oh, children. If you want the Someone key, then the key. you will have to pay the price. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! This you would sit crazy. on his lap. You yeah, would sit on Mr. Jingling's lap, and he would give you keys. See, and no, th- there was a song. There was a song that because it was Hale's department store, and I I clearly don't know the tune, but the lyrics were something along the lines of like, "Come on up to the seventh floor where Mr. Jingling awaits. He will give you your key for the Christmas toy workshop." Hey, hey! And it's like, stop telling me to go up to the seventh floor. Anything that if you tell a kid to go up to the seventh floor of any building, I don't like it. <laughs> Where was Santa Claus? Did they have this instead all, of Santa Claus? Or was Santa Claus like on the first floor? It's all that floor? Santa like, Claus. It's all that Santa Claus uh, assistant bullshit. Because remember, he was also assisted by the play lady. Hi, I'm the play lady. <laughs> Who the fuck's the play lady? God, that'd be so scary for Santa Claus to be like, go up to the seventh floor for a special surprise. <laughs> if I was Santa and I had to meet all of these characters as they were created for me, and I was like, God, more assistants, more like creative partners in crime that are creeps. Mr. Jingling, play lady, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Cinnamon Bear, you can fuck right off back to maybe land. Maybe, maybe I will. I have shoe button eyes. That would be terrifying. That would you be know, abs- that's a nightmare. You know how Frosty's eyes are made out of coal? Mine are shoe button eyes. Okay. <laughs> cool. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. It, it's Happy. me. It's me, Potterskeffel, also known as Potscraper. <laughs> <laughs> the old boys. See, I want them and the Yule Cat to just, like, hang out and running around. Uh, I think Santa Claus's daughter should be liberated by these Yule boys. Oh, boy. I'm going to be a Yule boy. <laughs> I'm a Yule boy this year. Ho ho. The Yuletide lads are traditionally said to be the sons of the mountain dwelling trolls Glila and Lapulwai. <laughs> okay, already they've become monsters. To me, they were just like nice elfin, just like gut dudes roaming around, just doing their thing. But now that they're troll people. Oh, the Yuletide lads are often depicted with the Yule cat. So they're yes! a fucking, they're a fucking oh, team. Called it. Love hey, it. Yule Cat, you eat those children who don't get the new clothes, and meanwhile, we'll steal all the shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want the scrapings. Right, <laughs> no, the crusts. Here. I like the crusts. Good in a crust. pan? I like the crusts. Oh, what crusts are in a pan? <laughs> I'm going to slam all their doors. I'm here on a scaler. <laughs> oh, boy. Ugh. Worst gang ever. Seriously. Guys, we've been uh, having some fun with a Bing translator for the past couple of weeks with a real holiday theme, and I didn't want to break that up. So um, what I've got here, I've got some, I've got some uh, Christmas songs that I've ran through the translator. <laughs> awesome. I think I think they'll be a bit easier, so because you know they're Christmas songs. Um. So, all right, I got yeah. All right, we'll start off with this one. I think it's I think it's pretty. I think I think this one's pretty easy. So hopefully you guys can work this out. Just. I'll read through it, and uh, let me get, get through it completely, and then uh, you can... Do Jonathan and I both get separate guesses, or it's are we guessing as a team? You know what? You guys are going to work as a team. Yay! <laughs> oh, no. Teamwork. It's the teamwork, two of you versus uh, the Bing Translator. 
Because I don't, I don't want to work out uh, rounds because this is nonsense. Please, yeah, please don't. All right. <clears throat> you know Christmas without in green? If you were in the office, no green and green ornaments. Christmas tree. And we are not a single lady, you hear. Blue snowflakes start when part of a decline. Some who used to start the name of Green Death. Those who do nothing and white Christmas but green. Green, 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 and Christmas wish. Oh man, a couple things spring to mind. When I when I listen to you two play this, oh, yeah. I try to just pluck words out of the otherwise nonsensical ether. Mm-hmm. The phrase white Christmas seems important. Because uh, uh-huh. it's, it's one of them that seems like it would... That it would stay across a translation. Yeah, a lot of colors are popping up throughout that. Uh, things, th- crazy things can happen with translation. Please that is that true. The big translator true. is known to garble and munch up those words. Yeah, I can read it again if you would like. Might as well. Um, I have an Ooh. idea, but it's based on a theory that green is a word that is used a lot. But please read it again for those at home okay. as well. Sure. You know Christmas without in green, or if you were in the office, no green and green ornaments, Christmas tree, and we are not a single lady, <laughs> you hear? Blue snowflakes start when part of a decline, some who used to start the name of green death, those who do nothing in white Christmas, but green, 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 and Christmas wish. My instinct... So what's a Christmas... But sorry, my instinct is that it's, I'll have a blue Christmas without you, but that doesn't seem as easy as Brad made it seem to be. Like, that that seems a little bit obscure for what Brad seemed to be implying. I don't know. I think that's a good guess because of the, I was about to say, the repetition of green over and over again. Having a song with a word at the end, and you're right, blue, blue, blue Christmas is a, something that repeats repeats a color. And I could see that getting fucked up, so and, I, I would say... And being a single lady... Sound. I'm a single lady on Christmas, you know. Um... Something about that part of it, and yeah. office popped up, and I mean, who knows, who knows what like survived all of those translations, and who knows what has like been warped and twisted by the game. Uh, uh, you'll be doing all right with your Christmas of white, white Christmas. That's some of the lyrics to Blue Christmas. Uh, blue, blue Christmas. That's that's a lyric from "I'll Have a Blue Christmas <laughs> Without You." Yes, that's what a- is that lyric that you're yes. so excited about? I'll be doing all right. Uh, something about either you something you'll be doing all right with your christmas of white but i'll be having a blue 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 christmas do you think he says green do you think he references like a green christmas tree or something like that i think that when it went through uh klingon (laughs) back to mandarin finish that it changed the color from green to blue and i think john jonathan you might be the best player of this game because i would have not gotten that my guess is going to be like oh christmas tree because of the word green i'm not thinking it through like you did jonathan christmas tree what song is called christmas tree oh christmas tree oh christmas tree how lovely are thy carol branches that's from yeah that's from your holiday medley but it also says oh christmas tree oh christmas tree over and over again so the color repetition of green made me think well maybe tree green like a christmas tree was just translated to green 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 but your blue christmas is is it we're going with blue christmas we're going blue christmas blue christmas is correct Ah! it translated blue into green go team go team go team i get one cardboard key Well, we, right. Jonathan, it's us. We're going it as a team. Listen, oh, right. you guys, uh, you the have one cats. cardboard key. The Bing translator has no cardboard keys right now. Yes. Playing for keys. Playing for keeps. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> next next song. Great Ancus the blind rain torch party, when the following of grass and snowboy in this lively and recrush. 
every night or two two months. No cruel but cold, he saw a few the guardians, because there is not enough winter advice at the front. Some of them began to page and why followed three teaser yonder carm house? I know now how where is where is the home in? Come on, O'Connell, a soldier and cannon shot the Federation. Wait a mountain. minute. <laughs> a blind man and Kanish Garden. I think it's O Come All Ye Faithful or the Little Drummer Boy. Here's the thing, I O Come All Ye Faithful was the one I was thinking of too. But let's think about it, because talking through some of these crazy lyrics and sussing out what they could be is the key to winning, and I realize that now. <laughs> I realize that now. <laughs> More so than anything. It's a lot harder to do with movie descriptions, because really, that's impossible. Almost. Let's hear it one more time. Great, great, O Kanslas, the blind rain torch party when the followers of Grass and Snowboy, in this lively and recrish, every night or two, two months, no cruel but cold, he saw a few the guardians, because there is not mm-hmm. enough winter advice mm-hmm. at the front. Some of them began to page, and why followed, three teaser, yonder carm house, I know now how, where is the home in? Come on, O'Connell, a soldier and cannon shot the Federation mountain, a blind man, and Kinnich Garden. It's, I think it's Good King Wenceslas. Interesting. Why because that? that first little chunk up top, Brad, say that first part again. Great Onslaus, the blind rain torch party, when the following of Grass Snowboy in this lively recrish, every night or two, two months, no cruel but cold, he saw a few the guardians, because there is not enough winter I think... advice at the front. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it's like you're uh, the person at the typewriter in the courtroom. <laughs> Please read back the minutes of... <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, sir. So... Yeah, that that word Wenceslas or whatever that that made me think of could King Wenceslas. It, it, there seems to be this imagery of like he 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 like this male figure. He's looking out. He's seeing these things. Good King Wenceslas looked out on the face of. I think it. I think that's what it is. I'm not as confident about my original. I I feel like I immediately brushed away my first two ideas. I mean, it could be my little drummer boy because yeah. it seems to be about bearing witness to the Christ story. Little drummer no. boy doesn't start like that though. There's no like. You're right. Hitting the word great, or even those series of words, good queen, good king, Wenceslas sounds like it would be the beginning of that. Because I'm trying to think of another Christmas song that starts with something like a title, like this person is great. Right. And I can't think of any of them other than that one. I think I think we go with that. I think that's the one. Brad. You're correct. Yes. Jonathan. Two for two. Two for two. Alex. Great Unslas, the blind rain torch party, <laughs> when the followers of Grass and Snowboy in this lively <laughs> and regrush every night are two, two months. No cruel but cold, he saw a few that guardians because there is not enough winter advice at the front. Some of them began to page and why? Three teaser, young carm house. No clue. <laughs> ha ha ha. Brad, you forgot that part. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Let's let's go back back to uh, measure thirty two. <laughs> oh, hmm. <laughs> the humble choir boy. Hmm. <laughs> All of the other choir boys were so <laughs> arrogant. Not me. Hmm. All right, I got oh, one we can, more. Song we can get here. three for three. We can Sweet. get three for three. I think nice. I think you got this one. This one this one's a piece of cake. Jail ice hands, Egypt surprised, free piper in the face gear, as well as two good garments. Fuel eyes was built, carry tail is, 
Ice and set his hand. Snow child, how one of my life. Microwave magic. Find the room. <laughs> <laughs> Older silk, they were running to him, saluted down. It yep. was the sun in the head. And dance crossed snow. Their privilege, I say to him and our son, but and briefly. Alex, I think we both know what this is. Okay, I, I think one of us knows. I have no idea. Uh, I'm almost, I'm not almost. I feel like I'm as close as you can get to 100% certain that it is Frosty the Snowman. Uh, a lot of heat imagery, a lot of, uh, th- there was the word silk that got thrown in there, that old silk hat they found. That's uh, That was a nice. big tip off for me. Uh, I'm not sure how jail got thrown in there, but, uh, you know, Frosty That's is in prison. That's J-A-O-L-L. <laughs> Jaw. Um, uh, you because a traffic cop stopped them. Yeah. He led them down <laughs> the streets of town and to a traffic stop, and they only paused a moment when he heard them holler "stop." Yeah. The cop told them to stop. The cop said it stops. <laughs> it's like you're reading from a book. The cop tells you to stop. The cop told me to stop. The cop told me to stop, and so I stopped. <laughs> yeah. It's a Google. It's a Google story that an algorithm wrote. I think we go with that. Um. I think you're more than right. Yes. Frosty the Snowman. It is Frosty the Snowman, Brad. Definitely. Yes! Egypt surprise, free Piper and the face gear? Come on. As well as two good garments, fuel eyes was built. Why was there so much yeah, why was there so much heat and heat imagery when Coal the song eyes. doesn't even really talk about heat and melting all that much? Um, well, Carrie Tail is ice, as said his hand. Snow Child, how one oh, of Oh Snow my life. Child, Microwave how one of magic. my life. Yeah. <laughs> Micro- How did a microwave get in there? <laughs> he said, let's run and let's have some fun before that's I melt the only, away. That's the only instance where they talk about heat. True. But Egypt? Well, okay, but like, that's a hot that place, true. man. That's hot. Yeah, <laughs> that's weird. They were running to him, saluted down. It was the sun in the head and dance cross snow. Their privilege. I say to him and our son, but... <laughs> I say to you and your son, but briefly, your privilege doth sicken me. <laughs> That is that's actually an awesome string of random words together. <laughs> yeah. Well, privilege but privilege. Turns out that uh so we're three those, for three. Um hey, and I've got I've got one film left. I didn't I only had one movie ready, but let's do this one as well. So All this right, is cool. a film. If we if we get is this wrong, I'm not gonna be worried. If we get I, this wrong, we got three for three on those songs. Yeah. You're right. You're Honestly, right. this one this one's this one's not too bad. There's a lot of nonsense words, but there's more than enough clues here. Man parade giving day beard saint. Close, Machi wine, is affected by Doris. Old and walker, called soup, our director. Job is to persuade Claus, saint. In this sense, an old mashal, Machi shop immediately. I am shrinchal in humans, and then forgive me. This is the request of our claim to Santa. Santa, actual, ancorum, walker, why, Claus? Denmark abject and hurt when they died ank block and they have death Doris Shanchal and three children and Susan were killed and all the waiting the abundant species but for Christmas Conte's Professor Chambliss Rose Anderson to promote success real tross and and Susan our people have to walk these are I mean you're right. They're much. Yeah, these are crazy. They're much. These are much harder. Are I, so I much really don't easier. know. It was hard for me to really pull much of anything from that. I I always think I always think because you yeah. haven't actually done it yet. Um, I don't think that I always think it's going to be Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. 
Uh, yeah, same here. I've guessed that or thought that many times, but here's the thing, I, I don't know if that's a movie Brad would really pull, other than the fact that he knows, and Brad's assured me many times, Jonathan, <laughs> I know you've heard this, that he's not trying to trick me. No! It's Batman so Returns I, again. <laughs> no! It's not, it's not. Damn it! The, uh, I don't, because there's a lot of weird imagery coming for there from it, my immediate thought, not immediate, but what I originally came to was Star Wars Christmas Special. But that can't be right, because there was never a synopsis of that anywhere in the world. Not in any and official capacity. That just, it's impossible. Yes, so I don't, and all Brad these are not IMDb. trying to trick us. These are all oh. IMDb synopses. Hmm. Man, I would I ask to... It? Was that a wink, Brad? Wink! Was that a wink in audio form? To IMDb. Okay, all right. Um, I would ask to have it read again, but I, I'm not sure if I would really pull anything from it. I, I kind of right. throw up my hands and say, I, I have no clue what that was. I say read it again for the listeners at home, just so they can try to guess it if someone's like super invested in this. Because someone might be like, God damn it, I think I know what it is. And I'm, Why is Jonathan and Alex not wanting to do it? No, so please, we want to do it. We just don't know how to do it. I'm going to write down keywords that I hear. Okay. okay. I'll try to read as many of these words as I can, but I make no Well, promises. if they're nonsense words, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Man Parade Giving Day Beard Saint Machi for Wine is affected by Doris Olden Walker called Soup Our director job is to persuade Duty Saint In this sense an old marshal Ararwo Claim to Santa Santa <coughs> Actual Ancorum Walker Why close Denmark Abject And Partichal And Hurt And when they died Anki Block They have death Doris, Shanashal, and three children, and Susan were killed, and all the waiting the abundant species, but for Christmas, Cante's Professor Shambolism rose. I just read out what that word is. Anderson to promote success, Real Shross, and Susan, our people have to walk. So, I feel like Susan is one of those words that's gonna keep surviving, despite translations. Uh, the Yule Cat is right behind you, Alex. It's a different Yule Cat this time. Meow. So here's what I here's what I Show pulled from that reading. I pulled Man Parade, Gift Saint, Doris, mm-hmm. Old Walker, mm-hmm. Persuade, White Clothes, Denmark, uh, Object, and When They Died, the phrase, and When They Died, Three Children and oh. Susan, The Abundant Species, and Anderson to Promote Success. I, here's the thing. And the beginning part of it kind of lines up with Miracle on 34th Street because it talks about a parade, and that's the parade at the beginning. And the, I heard the word wine at some point, and I thought, well, there's a drunk o yeah. at the beginning that they get, gets them into trouble. But the rest of Three it children, doesn't add I, I don't know. And then the Susan, I, I don't know any movies See, with that's it. The thing. I say we just say Miracle on 34th Street because you're, I feel like uh, that first chunk does make me think of it. And the abundant species in Denmark, that makes me think of like how they get letters from Denmark. Oh, look at all of these letters for Santa. Some from Denmark, my God, look at these fucking letters. Uh, I, I think we go with that. I think it is too. Miracle on 34th Street. You are correct. Brave hearts. Celebrating Christmas in July all season. At the Macy's department store Thanksgiving Day Parade, the actor playing Santa is discovered to be drunk by a whiskered old man. What? 
Okay, the synopsis even makes it. The actor playing Santa is discovered to be drunk by a whiskered old man. Doris Walker, the no- Okay, so this is a separate sentence. Doris Walker, the no-nonsense special events director, persuades the old man to take his place. The old man proves to be a sensation, and is quickly recruited to be the store Santa in the main Macy's outlet. While he is successful, Miss Walker learns that he calls himself Kris Kringle, and he claims to be the actual Santa Claus. Despite reassurances by Kringle's doctor that he is harmless, Doris still has misgivings, especially when he has cynically tr when he has cynically when, sh when <laughs> she has cynically trained herself, and especially her daughter Susan to reject all notions of belief and fantasy. And yet, people, especially Susan, begin to take notice. There's something special about Chris and his determination to advance the true spirit of Christmas amidst the rampant commercialism Man. around him. And to succeeding some of these descriptions ways. go on yeah. man alive yeah with some grammar yeah, if you can't fucking start a sentence properly uh maybe don't even bother <laughs> penning this little it's a little creation of yours uh did you guys know that miracle on 34th street was turned into a musical but the musical was not called miracle on 34th street uh this was back when apparently you could adapt a movie into a musical and just change the title completely uh, it was called Here's Love. <laughs> Doesn't exactly have a ring what? to it, does it? <laughs> Here's Love. Oh. Wow. <laughs> what does it have to do with Miracle on 34th Street? It's not Christmassy at all. Nothing. It's such a, like, when was that? Uh, that opened in 1963. Ooh. Wow. I was going to say earlier than that, because that sounds like one of those musicals from, like, like the 30s and 40s that just had the most bland names ever. Oh, yeah. Oof. We're doing it. It's a show. <laughs> it's a show, I say. Uh, well, that was back, like, uh, do you know the movie All About Eve? Uh, I mean, that's another example. Like, they turned that into a musical, but they called it Applause. <laughs> wow. Let's take this movie everyone knows, but not bank on the title that would get people in the seats. We don't think like that anymore. You wouldn't, you wouldn't change the title so of a major movie as you're adapting it for the stage. You would never do that now. No. 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 Not at all. You, you use that title to get more people in the yeah. seats. Legally Blonde was not going to have a different title. It was not going to be called Objection. Of course not. <laughs> Spider-Man the Musical wasn't called anything other than Spider-Man the Musical. You just well, it was what called... It what would that even be called? It was called, called? Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. <laughs> so Turn to off. be fair... Th okay. They did what fuck they with just, it. What if they just called it Turn Off the Dark? Well, that, that's what it... That's, see, that's what it originally was called. And they're like, we got to put Spider-Man in it, guys. We can't... No, no, no. It'll be great. Okay. We'll just call it Turn Off the Dark. Trust me. Wait. So no. wait, 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 there's a guy with spider powers? Nope. Is this Spider-Man? <laughs> um, oh, well, there's a spider totem. Uh, uh, the, only way, the only one it worked for was Wicked, right? Why aren't we well, call, calling it the well, Wizard of Oz 2? Wicked, me, is, Wicked will work better. First of all, it's not the Wizard of Oz 2. It's a prequel story. Well, and it's based on a book called Wicked by Gregory Maguire. Well, as an investor, I wanted to be called. <laughs> so Wizard wait a of minute. Too. Are you criticizing the investment thinking behind Wicked, one of the most <laughs> wildly successful musicals in all of history? I don't think it's gonna fly. Jonathan, we should call, they should have called it the Wizard of Oz too. <laughs> Jonathan, as an investor, I asked for you, you put one of my nieces in as a dancer, and you did that. Now I'm asking you to do another solid. <laughs> I need I you to do another it. solid. I think it would be better as Wizard of Oz 2. <laughs> what do we call it? Wicked it's a, colon. It's a prequel. Wizard of Oz 2. No. <laughs> you don't understand. Right, okay, I guess. I guess you know more than the investors. And they did. Jonathan succeeded. <laughs> and now it's... Now it's <laughs> to be wouldn't fair. Have, wouldn't have had the likes of that. Alex was only going to invest like $200. <laughs> so we didn't really lose out oh. on that much. 
Like actors, there's no small investors. Oh, boy. Uh, songs from Here's Love include The Big Clown Balloons. That's the opening. <laughs> what a great song. Here's another uh, song from that musical, The Plastic Alligator. Here's another one, The Bugle. What's with these titles? <laughs> oh, man. Just as mysterious as the title. <laughs> Here's Love. <laughs> what if we called it Here's Love? <laughs> That's an obscure abstraction of just what Miracle on 34th Street is about, right? Yes. Like trying to take down the commercialism of Christmas, even though Santa Claus is like the most commercial thing ever for Christmas. Fuck it, whatever. <laughs> love. Here's love on the 34th Street. The Toronto Civic Light Opera Company produced Here's Love twice with significant musical and book revisions. <laughs> awesome. Makes yep. sense. Oh, we'll do your show. <laughs> the show has also been called It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas. Why? Just call it. call it! And it Miracle on 34th Street, the musical. <laughs> Perfect. Per- they nailed it. They finally nailed yeah, it. But like at that it. point, like it. but at that point, everyone's leaning over like, why the fuck is there a Plastic Alligator song? Oh, I love the Plastic Alligator song. What are you talking about? That's the best. Oh, it's a barn burner. Clown balloons. So, not a song about, like, uh, pulling on a beard or something? Uh, just a there don't seem to be alligator? any songs about... Pulling on a beard would be an awesome opportunity for, song, for like, yeah. a, a musical song. The only Christmas song is It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas, and I think they wrote a new Christmas song called Pine Cones and Hollyberries. No, thank you. The last song is called... stupid. The last song is called That Man Over There. investing in this and making weird choices. The last song is not even about Christmas. It's just... It's it's a song called That Man Over There. (laughs) That's the most musical thing I've ever heard of in my life. A song called That Man Over There. (laughs) Boom, boom. That's why people hate musicals. <laughs> I gotta hear this clown balloon song. That's just... I, I have the cast recording, and I think it is something... It's it, it's a really long track, because it's Broadway, and I think the whole opening act... The whole opening song, I should say, is a parade. This so, doesn't make any sense. Well, it, opens, sound, okay, go, it I, opens with that parade that Santa is in. That's the only song that makes sense is clown balloons. Everything else also, you've mentioned is like, what the fuck are you doing with your music? This is, this is one of those 60s musicals... Yep that didn't know it was the 60s yet and so we're still making 1940s musicals yep. in the 60s because yep. we don't know we, that like we moved on yeah, exactly uh, yeah. and then to be fair we also got a, a lot of really bad uh, sort of abstract metaphorical musicals during the 60s too where it's like yeah. I'm yeah. playing a man called the Wicked Mask Satan <laughs> no 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 I'm a character known as the Wicked Mask I say <laughs> I just imagine this is like the equivalent of like watching a production of I Love You, You're Perfect Now, Changed Now. Uh, what do you mean? What do you mean <laughs> now as if we don't see them everywhere now? <laughs> I've uh, seen two productions of that fucking show. That show can suck its own God. heteronormative dick into oblivion. <laughs> that is like the, oh, that's a, that's, ran the lights, ran the that's lights for two, piece. ran the lights for two productions. Yeah, yeah. I, did we work on that show together? Uh, I ran the lights for that one, and you know what? I'm completely making up the fact that I did it for another one because I just went to go see another one in Cincinnati. But yeah, the <laughs> one... It just you, felt like you saw it. It felt like I was working it, if yeah. you know what I mean. Uh, the NKU Dinner Theater production is the one I did lights for. Did you yeah, work on that? I did sound. Yeah, oh. I was on sound. Man, we were just working that summer. <laughs> what is what is the plot for I Love You? You're oh. perfect. Now change. Oh, oh now. the plot. Oh, the plot. Oh, I mean, it should be as easy as what well, the title uh, is, but 
gauging on this miracle on 34th Street play. I, I don't know if I actually know what it is. This is a segment much like where we explain Pokemon to Brad. This is where Brad and I okay. explain I love you, you're perfect, now change to Alex. Oh, Brad, oh, well, there's a big difference. I'm riveted by what this is about, and Brad could care less about Pokemon. Brad, do I you think... I care less about I love you, perfect, now change. Oh, oh well, there you go. I love talking about how it's awful. So, oh. Brad, would you think it's more fair to describe the show as made up of vignettes or skits? <laughs> Skits. It's definitely skitsy, skitsy, skits. Skits. Oh, yeah. It's it's all every single, and I'm not joking. It's every single heterosexual romantic cliche about what it is, what it means to be in a relationship with a man between a man and a woman from the '90s, from the late '80s, or whatever, Ooh, crammed yeah. into one show. I'm gonna look. Imagine you. You go. Brad. All the worst. All the worst relationship bits from Seinfeld, Mad About You, and any other shitty like <clears throat> early '90s, late '80s sitcom. Yeah. Now imagine them with mediocre musical, kind of catchy musical numbers. Um, just sprawled out over the course of. It's two a hours. long show. It sort of has this arc of the first chunk is about dating. The second chunk is about being in a relationship and getting married. And then the other chunk is about like what it means to be married. So songs include Single Man Drought. Uh, There's a song called Why Cause I'm a Guy. I remember the two dudes who did that number. They were so gay. (laughs) And to see them grabbing their crotches and talking about hockey was like like a minstrel show. (laughs) Oh my God. Seriously? Oh, there's a song called Tear Jerk about a guy at the movies who doesn't want to cry in front of his date. Oh, oh there's a song. This song is nuts because it's called I Will Be Loved Tonight. The skit that precedes it is two people t- playing tennis. And he, she says something like, oh, do you want to go out to dinner tonight? And he's like, sure. Uh, and there's this question of like, she says, who's going to get the condoms? It's this quite like um, it makes no sense because they're about to go on their first date and she's like, "I'll bring the condoms," <laughs> and then it's this sweet song about how she's gonna get fucked, and when she says, "I will be left tonight," I'm like, "Oh my god, this song's just about how she's been so lonely and she's just gonna get fucked by this dude." Great. That's sobering. Do they end hey, up? No, we never the see show? these characters after their scenes. It's four people, two men, two it's women, like, it's... playing thirty characters. Uh. Okay. Alex, um, imagine the inspiration for the collected <laughs> works of K.L. Saban. Oh! The best, oh, shit. The best line from that, though, from that evening of theater that we enjoyed, that early afternoon evening of theater, <laughs> is when, during her r- rip-off of Closer, someone says to her, was he better? Was he better? And she goes, not better, different. <laughs> which is exactly a line from Closer, and stop pretending like you've ever had a real fight in a relationship. You haven't. You, you've heard of them in movies. I, I know this probably shouldn't make it on the show, maybe, but can you tell me who were the actors in this? In I Love You, You're Perfect, Now Change? Yeah, the ones that uh, and NKU. Roderick's uh, the only you one can, you would know. Roderick you would the, only know yeah, that I one. I thought Roderick was one of the guys, obviously. The other guy was this blonde, curly-haired guy who was a little bit too old to play every character I ever saw him play in Cincinnati, but he had a consistent ability to get parts. He played, um, oh, in Greece, the the oh, Teen Angel. He plays the Teen Angel character that comes down from heaven and sings to Frenchie. What's that song called? 
Beauty School Dropout. Beauty School Dropout. Beauty he sang School that. Dropout. He he played that part, and I was like, that's supposed to be a hunk, not like a weird, nebbish gay man who with a receding hairline. No offense. Uh, some offense. So other songs from I Love You, You're Perfect Now Change include Always a Bridesmaid, <laughs> which is exactly what you think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Marriage Tango. Uh, Ooh, the give and take that makes a bargain yeah. go. <laughs> the family that drives together. That was a scene. That was a terrible scene. There's a scene where a prison inmate scares people into being in relationships because he tells them that if they're single, they'll become criminals. They'll become like crazy people like they are. It, this is fuck this play. Fuck this fucking musical. Fucking, it's such a terrible oh, show. They come to in, its credit, though, all the songs seem like they would go with that show and oh, are appropriate yeah. for it by title alone. They come into the show at the beginning wearing monk robes going, he uh, something, da-da, chanting, chanting. And they're saying things like, and then the man picked up the telephone and he said, would you like to go to dinner? And she said, I'm washing my hair. And the audience is like, ha, 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 I've used that excuse. Fuck this music. What woman has used the excuse, I'm washing my hair in the last 50 fucking years? This is a show that premiered in 96. No Wait, way. what? 96. No way. I, n- I, Post-Jurassic yep. Park? No. Yep. Impossible. Off-Broadway, 1996. I, 1996. I, I would never have... I assumed 86. Oh my yeah, God. I assumed 86. Listen to this. Listen to this. The musical premiered off-Broadway at the Westside Theater on August 1st, 1996. When do you think it closed? Don't look it up. I, I'm on Wikipedia, so Alex, 96. this is you. I'm going to say, um, I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt, 98. It ran for 5,003 performances and closed on July 27th, 2008. No How? way. How? No How? fucking Because way. it is the most basement bargain fucking sitcom level humor in the world and when i see people watch that show they go off their spaghetti and meatballs they go crazy for it really if you told me that closed they go in 96 crazy. i would have said that was too late yeah well that was gonna be my joke guess but 98 was a j- 10 years later after i guessed it they're gone but not gone they're oh, still lingering God. right that's just off broadway everyone's so doing crazy. it everyone's doing it why would it run for that long on off-Broadway but never transfer to Broadway? Um, why would it never transfer to Broadway? What? Because what it's four house, people. What house are you going to put this in <laughs> with these four people? What would that set be? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm honestly surprised it, someone hasn't tried to revive it with like shitty celebrities on Broadway because most of the time producers don't know what they should be doing in any given season. Yeah, this show is... There's no. You couldn't put this in a Broadway house. It's way too tiny. There's no way you could stage it. It has been translated you... into at least 17 languages, including Hebrew, oh, Spanish, fuck. Dutch, Hungarian, Czech, Slovak, Slovene, Japanese, Korean, Italian, Portuguese, German, Catalan, Finnish, Mandarin, Norwegian, Polish, French, and Turkish. Because and apparently... And if you translate those to Klingon and then to Welsh, um, this show makes just as much sense. God. Like, it was translated into those languages, but is anyone putting them on in those countries? I've seen Do footage people, of like, Chinese productions. Like... I've seen Chinese production footage. But to them, it's different. It's not... It's more of a mocking thing, I'm assuming, right? Like, oh, look at Western people in their weirdo plays. I would hope so. That'd be hilarious if they played it up as, like, a satire of Western culture because it has nothing to do with Chinese culture. It's all about, like, it's very Western. It's very, it's very Western. It's all sitcom cliches. The musical musical was nominated for the Outer Critics Circle Award as Outstanding Off-Broadway Musical in 1997. It's the second longest-running off-Broadway musical in history. I don't know what the first is. (laughs) 
Interesting. Very interesting. I... I... Did did uh, NKU make bank off summer dinner theaters? What did you just say? <laughs> did, NK, did NKU make bank off of summer dinner theaters? I mean, I think they... Like, why would you... Other than, like, to just do plays for the community or whatever, like the students <clears throat> there in the summer, there had to be, like, a monetary incentive. Like, they had to be cleaning up, right? With these old people just going to these shows in the afternoon. Uh, I, I, I think it always did well. I, I think it... They always I think they always claimed that it sort of supplemented their regular academic season. Um, I, I think so. Yeah. I mean, every I, I'll look up the NKU seasons every now and then just to see what they're doing. The NKU dinner th- season is always, always, always a variation on four men or four women in suits or dresses, respectively, singing songs from the 1920s or the 30s or the 40s, and they pretend like that's a show. They pretend like that's theater. And then the other show, yeah. sometimes they try to go modern. I think they recently did 25th County, 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee, but for the most part, it's some shitty Neil Simon play that no one has really enjoyed watching ever. But we old people pretend old, they think it's funny. Uh, by the way, the longest running off-Broadway musical was The Fantastics, which ran for 55 years. Really? Uh, okay, yeah. yeah that, that makes sense. It only closed on May 3rd, 2015. Wow. So. Wow. Yep. There you go. Theater. Theater. Aaron Carter was in a performance or two of that at one point. So, you know. Cool. <laughs> cool. Now that we know. Friends, it is that super special time of the season when we check in with our dear friends in Packland on uh, Christmas <laughs> Comes to Packland. Is that the Yes. Because I got Pac-Man fever. Pac-Man fever. It's driving me crazy. It's driving me crazy. I got Pac-Man fever. Pac-Man fever. I'm going out of my You always seem to have a little trouble getting into the actual title of what we're talking about. It's time to visit our friends at... What the hell is this thing called? (laughs) Well, because Alex questioned earlier, and I was like, oh, wait, do do I have it? Do I know? Oh, no. It's Christmas Comes to Packland. Hope my sleigh computer doesn't crash. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, brother. (laughs) Are we summarizing this, Pad Boy? Oh, yes. I would assume. I'm going to call it this this Pack Boy. I'm going to start putting Pack in every now and then. Pack. Hey guys, as you all know, anytime we watch something or listen to something, we try to summarize it for you before we actually delve deep into it, just to give you a heads up what's going on, and as close to a minute as possible without going over. Going over, penalty. Going horrendously under, penalty. But if you can land between 55 seconds to a minute in your explanation, you're doing great. Merry Christmas. If you get it in one minute exactly, <laughs> one minute exactly means you're a brave Merry Christmas, you fuck. And that makes you a hero. Not just to me, and not just to Brad, but to the fucking world. Who's summarizing this week? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not here, I guess. Well, obviously, you're here, Jonathan. Of They're not a hero to me, Jonathan. I guess. You're here. I'm, I'm presenting this as if you're the one who's going to be summarizing oh, you're, the episode. You're the one who's oh. going to be summarizing. Which is why I did not include you in that. Yes. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> Jonathan. Am I the hero pack, Packland needs? Yes. They need, a, the they need an get. actual hero. And I have a lot of questions, but continue. Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, please take a moment to collect your thoughts. All right, it's gonna be hard because there's not much here. <laughs> no, there's not. Not a lot of content. It shouldn't take a lot of time to, to dissect this, I don't think. All right, let's see how long you can stretch for, and you'll be going in three, two, one, go. Welcome to Pac-Land, where Pac-Man and his wife Pepper and his little Pac-Baby and their cat Sourpuss and their dog Chomp Chomp live right next door to their neighbor and off 
Professor O'Packy, or whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, their mortal enemies are, are, of course, the ghosts. They threaten to chomp each other constantly. It's this ongoing turf war. And through the veil of reality, through piercing through this veil comes Santa Claus. He crashes his sleigh into the snowdrifts of Pac-Land, and Pac-Man winds up having to bring him home, fix the sleigh, give him some hot cocoa, tend to the reindeer, and retrieve a sack of toys that the ghosts are fucking fucking with, because they're sad and lonely. And ultimately, they use power pellets to power Santa's sleigh. The ghosts try to stop them in their efforts to save Christmas, but Pac-Man uses the, the power of giving and joy, and, and he, he speaks to their better nature, and they let them pass, and Santa is able to deliver all of his presents, including ghosts, for who? That's right, the ghosts. The end. <laughs> <laughs> One minute exactly! <laughs> and they delivered ghosts to the ghosts. Yes. <laughs> they didn't, I didn't say that. Yes, I said gifts. The record will the show. Record will the show. You can just, just pluck out that and just replay it. <laughs> yes. Play it like four times. <laughs> <laughs> Including ghosts for who? That's right, the ghosts. <laughs> Including ghosts for who? That's right, the ghosts. <laughs> In presence. Including ghosts for who? That's right, the ghosts. The ghosts gave the ghosts. The ghosts gave the ghosts. Ghost gave the ghosts. Ghosts gave the ghosts. Swiss premium ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> the salted ghost is the best pork ghost. <laughs> With all real table-ready ghosts. Brad, it so, only makes good reasoning to get the ghost with the best seasoning. Now, this isn't nearly as long, which is good, or as crazy, which is bad, as the He-Man She-Ra Christmas special. That's sort of like top-tier Christmas crazy. Oh, yeah. We, we do have someone explaining Christmas to someone, and that is a key component of bizarre animated Christmas fair. Mm -hmm. uh, in this instance, it's Santa explaining Christmas to a bunch of sentient yellow orbs with legs and arms. Goodness. This is such a... This is First of all, this is terrible. This is just fucking terrible. It's dreadful, it's dreadful. But it is so weirdly paced. Mm -hmm. It's like no one's trying nope. at all. There's no incident. It... it First of all, let's make this clear. There's a character in the series, the Pac-Man cartoon series, that is sort of like the Gargamel, the sort of big bad. Uh, who's in charge of Skeletor and the other guy in He-Man? Uh, Horde Prime. The Horde Prime. So in the Pac-Man series, it's someone known as either like Malevzor. It's like some play on the word malevolent or something. And he lives in that castle you see for a split second. But the ghosts are the only villains in this TV special, and they live in like a weird little shanty shack next to the castle. Do you think they thought, like, listen, uh, you know, this is our Christmas special. Uh, this is gonna, this is gonna bring a lot of new viewers into the Pac-Man world, because um, you know everyone loves Pac-Man, everyone loves Christmas. We'll bring them in here. We don't want to introduce all the overarching mythology. We don't want to bring in Mechalobulazor. Um, uh, we just want to bring in the ghost that people know and the Pac-Man family and Santa Claus. Right. Uh, I think, let me just read this from the uh, Wikipedia entry for this Christmas special, because it's truly a pathetic piece of writing on the part of whoever put this together. Uh, <laughs> it's been speculated, oh, so the character's name is Mesmeron, 
Mesmeron was the only character from the cartoon that is not in the special, although his castle, which is covered in snow, does appear. It's been speculated that he was away for the holiday, but this hasn't been confirmed by the show's writers. What are you talking about? You fucking, what are you talking about, you absolute maniac? He went um, home for like, the holidays? I have a theory about uh, Mesmeron's disappearance. Uh, um, I believe... I've been in the industry for 40 doing? years. You're asking me about the Pac-Man holiday special? You could have asked me anything. You waited in line for two hours. You stepped up to the mic and you're asking me about Mesmeron? Fuck you. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, pretty good. Well, let's see. You could also... um. Listen, I pull up uh, uh, old Jeffrey Scott's writing credits, and I see known for Muppet Babies, <laughs> Pac-Man, <laughs> Dragon Tales. Oh, Dragon Tales was a fair number of Let's years see. after all of that 80s stuff. Oh, boy. Yeah. Very. Well, it took oh, me a Ninja second Turtles, to... he wrote some episodes. Nice. Uh, wrote some episodes of Mega Man and Sonic the Hedgehog, and uh, a lot of, a lot of lot Muppet of terrible Babies. Cartoons. Over 40. Besides Muppet Babies, he, was, he dabbled mainly in, it seems like, Video game shows, Pac-Man, right? Mega Man, Sonic, the Hedgehog. Well, Captain Pac-Man, Pac-Man, Master. the cartoon likes to boast that it was the first cartoon based on a video game, which is really nothing. It's not that special of a feather for your cap, but that, that's just my opinion. Guys, let me give you a, a small history on Pac-Man, if I can, just really quick. Pac-Man is—we all know it's a game, but when it came out in the '80s, it was the first kind of game that wasn't either Space Invaders or Pong. So yeah, it sweeped the nation. And not just our nation, but Japan. It was the Pokemon Go and of its generation. <laughs> it was definitely Pokemon Go of its generation. It launched in 1980, and by 1990, it had generated $2.5 in quarters the, alone. Like, just quarters into there's the machines. A, there's insane. a video game. I think it might be Space Invaders. I, I think that was it. Where in Japan, they would have bars and arcades that were just Space Invaders. Like, dozens oh, of machines yeah. of Space Invaders, and that was the whole gimmick of the bar. Like, come here and play the fuck out of this game. Before Pac-Man and Joust, which was the other one that took off, that was all they had. All they had was Space Invaders and Pong. People loved them so much. They were like, yep, let's go to that space bar. Gotta go to that space bar. Let's go to that space bar and get some of those aliens. They're taking over. And when Pac-Man came out, they were like, what the fuck is this? This is crazy awesome. What are these little ghost things? I have no idea why they have names or what they're doing. It had some It had some slight narrative, which is, I, I guess, something. A, a little bit more of a narrative. I don't know. It, it's not exactly a, a compelling True. tale. But let's talk about this uh, Christmas Comes to Pac-Man and how it's an adaptation of this game. Yes. And that's, because that's crazy. it adds a lot to it while not really improving on it at all. <laughs> I like, you know how, Brad, you know how you like the puppy in the He-Man, She-Ra Christmas special? I yes. think I love Sourpuss and Chomp Chomp. They're the best part of the new mythology. <clears throat> they're just round little animals. Yeah, they're pretty great. Yeah. And Chomp Chomp kind of, um, you know, uh, um, yes. Sorry, I was going to say uh, Chomp Chomp, of course. And Morse the Reindeer were voiced by Frank Welker. Of course, of course. Whereas uh, Sourpuss and Santa Claus were voiced by Peter Cullen, who's Optimus Prime. Oh, man, that's pretty great. Well, let's talk about Russie Taylor, who plays Pac-Baby. Uh, Russie Taylor has a grand fucking whopping total of 167 acting credits, all voice work. Now, that is in no way comparable to Frank Welker. Frank Welker has hundreds and hundreds of them. Of but she has played Minnie Mouse in, in un, I, I don't know how many fucking credits. Uh, but she's perfected the baby wow. voice. 
because she she does the same voice for Pac Baby, Pebbles Flintstone in dozens of credits. And if you've ever seen the Jetsons movie, there's a character named Fergie which has the exact same voice as Pac Baby. Exact. And that woman is so smart. She also does Sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say she's so smart because she like she cornered the does, market. Yeah, she also does Huey, Dewey, and Louie. That's yeah. That it's the exact same voice if you think that about is it. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Just in duck form. <laughs> in duck form. When you have when you have a gimmick, you go for it. The same person has voked Pikachu, voiced Pikachu for twenty years. The same person in every movie and every animated series, and those aren't stopping it. How did they not? How did how have they not locked down? How have they not locked down all the variations on Pika Pika Pikachu? I know, right? I know. Apparently they haven't. I guess her voice matures, because as you grow older, your voice changes slightly, so maybe she's grown into it, and it's supposed to show, like, growth of Pikachu, <laughs> like, through the years, like, maybe he's getting nah. older. I have no idea. You don't want that voice doing. to change. You're right. Uh, well, let's talk about, we, we keep not talking about Christmas Comes to Packland. Um, yeah. There's not a lot here. Yeah, I mean, it starts off, Santa, why is Santa in this Daily Motion clip, at least, which is good quality, um, why are his eyes pink all the time? I don't know, but why doesn't Santa show up until, like, five minutes in of this 22-minute thing? Like, Santa shows up, yeah, at about the five-minute mark. Like, there is a whole wacky Pac-Man ghost chase. To be fair, he's at at the the very top, but then he sort of vanishes for a little bit. You're true. He doesn't actually, I guess, come onto the scene until... He's That's true. We do ghost. we do get a moment. We get a moment with him. Um, by the way, he's short a reindeer. Yeah. Oh, is he? I didn't um, notice that. <laughs> Rudolph isn't at the front. Rudolph has taken someone's place. Yeah. Somebody, in the two somebody by two. called that sick. Oh no. Yeah, Santa's bragging about his computerized list and cackling to himself like a maniac. He's like, oh, now that it's all computerized, I don't have to do shit. <laughs> like, he's just a little bit weird. He's Optimus Prime, so you got to give him a little. He's secretly Optimus Prime. <laughs> He's dealing with a lot. Um, and then, yeah, meanwhile, we get this, yeah, whole vignette where it's winter in Packland, but keep in mind, it's not Christmas. They don't know what Christmas is because they don't live in our world. This is a different fucking world entirely. But this that's isn't the Earth. Thing. This, this posits that it is Earth. It's just a part of Earth that Santa's never been I there I think before. Santa pierced some sort of fucking reality barrier. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think that Pat world or whatever is just like some weird undiscovered island that no one realized was there well keep in mind in one of the uh, episodes mesmeron turns a pack character into pacula a pac-man vampire <gasps> so there's a lot going on in this reality just to keep that in mind Amazing. Uh, i'm looking at a, scr- uh, a, a still of <laughs> sourpuss wearing earmuffs <laughs> that is adorable nice. i love how chomp chomp sounds like this he doesn't bark he's just like <laughs> Oh, you just, mean standard Frank Welker sounds? Standard Frank Welker sounds. And I think Sourpuss doesn't even really say anything. Um, so at one point they're making snow ghosts and they're laughing their asses off. Like Pepper and Pac-Man are like, oh, they look good enough to chomp. I love chomping those fucking ghosts. Man alive, I love chomping those. Guy hate those fucking ghosts. <laughs> I'll gobble one right up. Yep. And then uh, they got paid for every time the word chomp was used. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody made bank. God, Chomp gets thrown around like it's a fucking, like it's nothing. Like it's nothing. I don't, I don't understand the concept of chomping. It's because it's never it's fully killing. explained. 
And it sounds like it's terrifying. For a ghost, it means one thing, but for the Pac-Men or the Pac-People, it means something else. We never see a, we say, never see a Pac-Man get chomped. We only see the ghost. Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah. Pac-Man yeah, gets, gets chomped. chomped. Oh, but he doesn't lose his like corporeal form, and he isn't reduced to eyeballs, Correct. is he? He's just weakened. Oh, but the ghosts get reduced to eyeballs. Yeah. Because they're like wearing clothing yeah. and when you get chomped, they lose it? And they have to go back to their ramshackle redneck hut and put on new <laughs> stockings and socks. Like the ghosts are basically just wearing giant socks most of the time. Yeah, it's and are the very power, upsetting. Are the power pellets radiation that just radiates the ghosts and that's why they glow a different color? The power because pellets. How would their fabric change? The power pellets annoy me because it's the laziest element of this show. It's oh, exactly like the Smurfs definitely. because Gargamel wants the Smurf berries, and in the Pac-Man show, Mesmeron wants the power pellets, and in the Gummy Bears cartoon, that gay knight wants the gummy bear juice. It's the same thing. It's like, oh, I have to get the secret of that thing. I'm not gay, and it's like, yeah, you are. You're wildly gay. <laughs> I'm Gargamel. I'm not gay. Well, look <laughs> well, okay, at Gargamel was gay. Soups. But the the to give Gummy Bears credit though, mm. he didn't know the secret recipe. It it took more than just Gummy it took, Bears. It, it, it took, took heart. It took knowledge. It took, heart. It took heart. Brave heart. It took a secret family recipe. And a what brave about heart. when Pack? What about so, when Pack Baby surrounds himself with snow and then rides around on his bicycle to make his snow Pac Man chomp, like it's living. And his parents freak out because they think a snowman has come to life. And no, it's just Pac Baby on a bicycle surrounded by snow. <laughs> yeah. That this sucks. proposes the idea that there could be a larger Pac Man that could chomp Pac Man. Who packs mm-hmm. the Pac Man? <laughs> it's the real question. Mm-hmm. Alan Moore's Pac Man comic is really disturbing. There's a lot of rape. <laughs> a lot of rape that he justifies. Pepper thinks it's okay. <laughs> sure, Mesmeron punched me in the gut. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, do we like these ghosts? Do we think they're funny? I don't think they're funny. I think they're dumb. Uh, they're, they're the worst. Do we need five? Like, All I'm them... glad to know there's a Mesmeron. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna look up an image of Mesmeron because I just want to see what he looks like. Yeah. Mesmeron is supposed to look like oh, Darth yeah, Vader-ish, but I haven't seen a picture of him either. Um, I these guys seem like wacky lackeys. Oh yeah. But they, they were big time. They were given names and personality before the show. Like these names come from the video game. Yeah, they do. Which is pretty nuts. Except for the lady uh, ghost, because she wasn't in the original video game. Just like Miss Pac-Man, she just wasn't. Oh, what is her name though? I, th- I feel like there was like a girl ghost. I don't think there was in the original. Okay. There was just four ghosts in the original. I think in the cartoon there only needs to be three. We don't need five ghosts. Oh yeah. Yeah, her name is Sue, by the way. Yeah. I think that's in the game, but we'll we'll let our uh, we'll let our listeners do that research. The record will show. The record will show. Show show. I give you ghosts, ghosts. <laughs> So I, I sent you some Google images of Mesmeron, who looks ridiculous. Yeah. He doesn't look like Darth Vader at all, really. He looks yeah. like a like a David uh, Lynch Dune character. Yes. I can imagine he a looks creepy... Like the, mutants. the what? He looks like the mutants from Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Oh, no. Oh, man. So there's like a, there's like a mushmouth ghost who sort of speaks from behind a scarf. There's one with his tongue out. There's one with a hat. There's another one with a hat. There's, there's too many of them. Have the girl... Have the one with the scarf, and then have, like, the cranky leader. That's all you need. Yeah, that's all you need. Especially in a world where they have to chomp, where ghosts chomp and Pac-Men chomp. Like, the word chomp doesn't mean anything anymore. It doesn't. Like, it's been used... I, I can't. It's like... Why are they so uh, afraid of it? The ghosts have reason to be afraid of it, because they lose all 
uh, connection physically with the world, but the Pac-Man, well, I... they just get sick or something. No, but I feel like, because, like, the ghosts just, like, lose their clothing and have to go home and get new clothes. Pac-Man seems to be weak and barely able to move. Like, I feel like he's actually in physical distress when he gets chomped. But they chomp and then leave. Why don't they just yeah. chomp and then chomp again and kill? kill. Like, it's a weird I, I... system. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't know. It's, like, it clearly, like, turning this into a fucking show is practically impossible. Well, there's another show. But, like, doing this in... There's another Pac-Man show from the last few years on Netflix, I think, which is even more bizarre. And it's, like, a CGI show that really doubles down on the the patently insane mythology, and it tries to justify it even more, if you can believe it. There's like a there's like a legendary power pellet tree, and like they go to a university that has maze hedges, and it, the ghosts are like oh, students what? there, but like no one likes the ghosts, and it's like discrimination messages and stuff. It's, it's so involved, Holy and I shit. think there's do they have a Christmas episode? Probably, and I think there's a Pacula episode. <laughs> That's amazing. Gotta get that That's Pacula. Amazing. How about the fact that Pepper keeps calling Pac-Man Packy? Yeah. Stop. That's not that's okay. Not okay. That's, not, that's not okay. We had that word back that. then. We had that. We knew what we were doing yeah. back then. Uh, yeah. So there's this whole snowball fight with the ghosts. The ghosts get chomped, and their eyeballs float up to the fucking heavens and scare the shit out of Santa's reindeer, causing them yep. to crash. And when they crash, it looks like the Santa and the reindeer oh, are dead. They oh, are, they are wiped out. Like, the, the angle that those, like, reindeer are laying in <laughs> looks like things are broken. Oh, yeah. It's bad. Um, there are two other characters in this that I kind of mentioned. There's Officer Opaki, or whatever the fuck his name is, <laughs> who's, of course, Irish, and he has little weird uh, sea lion whiskers for no reason. And then there's the guy that's gray and has, like, a yeah. green fur hat. I, I caught his name once, but I can't remember it. It's something like, I'm not kidding, Wilson. Yeah, it's like a completely normal Morris. 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 No, wait. That that sounds right. Wait a minute. Okay, I think that is right. But he's like the town handyman, correct? Because he's the one that tries to fix oh, Santa's yeah. sleigh. Yeah, but Officer Packy seems. <laughs> I can't keep saying that. Uh, he seems pretty good with his fucking Pac-Man hands too. I love Jonathan, how... it's Officer Opac. Officer Opac. Officer Opac. Um. I love how they're all technically Pac-Man, but there's only one Pac-Man. And Pepper says, oh, hello, I'm Mrs. Pac-Man, but you can call me Pepper. Well, okay, yeah, that is your first name, Pepper Pac-Man. <laughs> but they live in Pac-Land? <laughs> is Pac a race? <laughs> Wouldn't she be like a Pac-Lady or like Pac-Woman as opposed to Pac-Man? Um, she's Miss Pac-Man. Thank, Thank you, you very so much. So Pac-Man is a surname? <laughs> I don't get it. Their house is creepy. Uh, the, <coughs> yeah, it's it's this desolate open space that seems to be defined by no no limits, and just weird organic like globule like doorways and windows. It's a real Tim Burton house. Yeah. Oh yeah. They take Santa and the reindeer back for some cocoa, and Santa's being a real carping bitch. <laughs> this whole thing, it's not the best representation of Santa because he just whines throughout the whole thing and is sobbing. Seriously. They've got they've got Santa in like an armchair, like with his feet like in like soaking in water. He's drinking cocoa. Ugh. And just everyone else is just standing around him as he's sitting in the only chair. <laughs> well, and that's when they start doing work on the sleigh and getting the reindeer back in order. And they do all of this work for Santa, and the whole time he's just being like, it's too late. 
Everything you've done is useless. There's no point. Oh, the children, I'm a failure. Megatron I... will win this holiday season. <laughs> the Allspark's been stolen one? from my sleigh. <laughs> what was that last stuff? Santa what? Claus? Huh? Don't even worry about it. Hey, remember when Optimus Prime enslaved those dinosaurs in the most recent Transformers movie, and he said, "Serve me or die." <laughs> yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty. Crazy. That was weird. Haven't seen. Haven't seen those last two. I've seen all of them. <laughs> seen the one with Mark Wahlberg. It's pretty crazy. Didn't, didn't haven't seen it yet. Haven't gotten to it. Yeah, yeah. Have you bring Wick Wiki back? Shia LaBeouf has to be in the next one. No, it's Mark Wahlberg. They're bringing him back. They're bringing him back. No, but there has. I know they're bringing him back. What do you mean? There has, has to be a to moment. Be. There has. But there to has be. to be a moment later. Where, like, Wahlberg has his three movies, and then Wahlberg's like, you know what, I'm making bank off this. People in China fucking love Transformer movies, which God, they, they do. God, they do. They really they do. They also love the Warcraft movie, like, an insane amount. Yep. Like, it made so much money in China alone. Doesn't matter. But, so, on the on the seventh Transformers movie, it's got to be Wit- with Shia LaBeouf is back with Megan Fox and Mark Wahlberg and whoever else. Right? Uh, I no. I mean, no. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I know that I know that the new one is called Transformers: The Last Night, K N I G H T, and the logo has a sword in it because apparently Optimus Prime is going back to his homeworld to meet his god. <laughs> it's the end of I Prometheus. You... The end of the last one was the end of Prometheus, really where Optimus awesome. Prime is like, "I'm going to meet my maker." <laughs> All right. I think either he's going to travel back to the nondescript Middle Ages with Wahlberg and his daughter and whoever else that boy was who was chasing after his daughter. Oh, who was like, and find who was out. technically like statutory raping a child. Yeah. That was a whole and subplot. It's just, it's just Optimus and Optimus is, is the first night. <laughs> I want to say that I like, I remember seeing something at one point that like, about like the crazy, uh, it was just like an article about like the crazy um, history of like Transformers and the insane mythology. Oh, and yeah. like the actual creators that like built the Transformers were like these weird like monkey creatures. What? Oh yeah, the mythology. I mean, I can't really speak to that, but it's 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 royally fucked and oh, yeah. bizarre. Um, royally fucked. I I was kind of skimming through this. Christmas comes to Pac-Land. Um, let's talk about the Adam West bat transitions, where oh, Pac-Man's goodness. giant mouse Best. just goes chop, and then we're in the next scene. That's the that is the only redeeming thing in this special. It's pretty good. I fucking love it. No wonder they put so much fear in the chomp from both sides so that of course when you hear a sudden chomp in the middle of like a scene abruptly cut kids are going to be afraid of it it's just reinforcing terror of chomp yeah i love it it's great oh you know what i'm really upset about Hmm. is um so we talked about santa's like fucking soaking his feet um while everyone like does shit for him then he like gets out of this like soaking and he's just walking around with his (laughs) wet feet in their fucking it's a cartoon brad shoes on (laughs) it's a cartoon still it's gross. It's gross because we see his like feet, and I'm like, this dude's just walking around with wet his, feet in their his house. His wet, pink, wrinkled feet, like you know, because they've been in there That's for gross. a while. Look, let's give Santa some some credit. First off, he saw Children of the Corn come out of a field and terrorize his his fucking reindeer. Yeah, true. Not Children of the Corn. Eyeballs. Village of the Damned. Those eyes just like float up. Fuck ah! Uh, and now he's greeted with weird circle creature things. Santa Claus is going through some stuff right now. Well, and now. he knows he knows that he is he is more lost than he ever could have realized because he doesn't know where he is. The the characters where are like, "You're in Packland," and he's like, "I don't know what the fuck that is. I'm trying to celebrate Christmas," and they're like, "What's Christmas?" And he's like, "Jesus, where the fuck am I? Like, I'm so but my computer utterly failed me. I thought that computer had me on track, <laughs> but I was fucking above Packland." 
what the fuck is Pac-Land? <laughs> you know what the crazy thing is, though? Um, and it doesn't really plan out, but later when they're talking to the ghost about Christmas, it seems like the ghost knew about Christmas. Yeah, a little bit. Which makes me think that maybe the ghosts were people that fucking oh, Pac-Man killed when they came to this oh, land. Of course. And now their spirits are just vengeful, it. and they cannot stop pursuing Pac-Man, even though they know they're in for more punishment. That's their eternal damnation. Yeah. I mean, how else would there be ghosts here? I, I Yeah, right. they have to be ghosts of something. It doesn't make... You can't just be uh, a ghost. Well, they do, they do take great effort to say ghost monster. They never say ghost. It's always the ghost monsters. <laughs> that is true. They do that. Because we can't talk about ghosts, oh, I man. guess. Uh, so P- ghost Pac-Man and Chomp Chomp, I don't understand why uh, Sourpuss couldn't go to you. I love how the cat's name is Sourpuss, but the dog's name is just another variation of Chomp. Chomp Chomp. So they have to go get Santa's toy bag because they fix the sleigh and Santa's like, well, that doesn't fucking matter because my toys are missing. Booey hooey hooey. Let me just get high and drunk. <laughs> like, no, Santa, you're already high enough as it is. Have you seen your fucking eyeballs? Um, the, the, sh- the section where he gets that toy bag is endless. It's so monotonous. It really it's so is. pointless. I kind of got bummed out when the ghosts are so happy about the toys. It it made me wonder. I was like, yeah. It kind of made me feel for the ghosts because I was like, oh, I. Th- They're oh, already gosh. dead. They're already. Well, dead. putting that aside, like even just within the context of what we have on 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 the screen, <laughs> just what's right in front of us, yeah. without adding anything to it, they just come off like sad kids and like who don't have toys and they live in a shitty house. Yeah. And they can't live in the castle because Mesmeron hates their guts. And then Pac-Man is like, give me those fucking toys. And the ghosts, who are naturally predisposed to just sort of be assuming that everyone hates them. I'm like, just let the ghosts have the toys. Who cares? God, they get so little joy out of life. Life, quote unquote. <laughs> I mean, surely there's plenty of toys. You could give them half of them in the bag. Isn't Santa's bag supposed to be like magic or something? It seems like it's pretty what? limited in this in this iteration. It seems like it's a bag with about maybe yeah. six things in it. Well, then who are these six kids getting Christmas presents? Because that doesn't make any sense. There's more people. It, it doesn't seem like it could... I mean, for the sake, I know animators, they're not going to have a big budget. They can't show crazy extravagance. I Just give the, give the ghost toys. If Santa Claus is already in a defeatist mood. Just give him the toys and just chill in Pac-Land. That the ghosts look like like they're wearing these like hats and like scarves. They look beat up. Like it looks like the ghosts are poor. <laughs> like, they, they really do. Toys. And like their furniture is busted as fuck. They're like dressing each other up in really terrible new clothes. And then they're putting like they're like having weird like orphan children food fights. Like they need a parent. Right. They need a parent yeah. to come in and be like, listen, ghosts, we need structure and you need some fucking discipline. Because Mesmeron is using you to, I guess, chomp the fuck out of innocent victims, and we need you to stop doing that. Um, what about the moment where Pac-Man is so exhausted after the ghosts chomp the shit out of him that he doesn't even notice he's about to fall off a cliff? Yeah. And then both he <laughs> and Chomp Chomp fall. <laughs> so, yeah. Chomp Chomp and Pac-Man get the toys away. Chomp Chomp hides them in a bush or something, and then the ghosts beat the fuck out of Pac-Man, a.k.a. Chomp him. They chomp him. And then he goes to this edge and is like, is that the is that the hometown, Chomp Chomp? And Chomp when, Chomp. When they see his house on the horizon, it seems like it's hundreds of miles away. Yes. Yeah. I was like, oh, Pac-Man, your journey has only begun, my friend. <laughs> if you're exhausted now, you're going to be fucking dead on your feet. I do also, I love the one toy that is labeled Game. <laughs> oh, hey kids, oh, so let's play bad. A game. So cheap. 
I do like the gag where Sourpuss, Santa is uh, reciting the night before Christmas to Pac-Baby, who's very annoying, and I don't like Pac-Baby. I don't no. like Pac-Baby. But I like the gag where Sourpuss puts up two stockings, and one says uh, Chomp Chomp, but then the much bigger one says Sourpuss. Yep. Cats versus dogs, baby. <laughs> Sourpuss knows what's up. Sourpuss gonna get mole, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the fact that he falls off a cliff. I think that's stupid. I think it's maybe a little too scary for dumb kids. Oh, definitely. Like, oh, Pac-Man fell off a fucking cliff. Like, it, they, they imply that Pac-Man's going to freeze to death. There's an avalanche. Pac-Man almost dies in an avalanche. <laughs> After Santa and the reindeer almost die in a terrible crash. And then Pac-Man brings the toys back. He manages to survive this weather and these conditions. He was attacked. And Santa has the gall to say... Well, it doesn't matter. Like, it's too late, Pac-Man. Fuck you. Uh, you. You're too late. You failed. And I'm like, this is the... It's really like a shitty version of Santa. I don't like it. Yeah, it is the worst Santa. So they, they trek off to go to the secret power pellet forest, which is apparently what Mesmeron is constantly trying to discover, the location of the power pellet forest. And that's when they're stopped by the ghosts, mm-hmm. uh, who are apparently going to, like pipe bomb the shit out of the car and kill Pac-Baby and I don't know what else I don't I love how Sue has a, a little muffler though I like how she puts her little ghost hands in a muffler yes. oh yeah she's classy so, yeah so they stop and Pac-Man says look I'm gonna do the one thing that we've never tried to do I'm gonna try to reason with the ghost but after today I'm gonna keep chomping their asses don't you don't you oh, fucking yeah. suggest otherwise don't don't forget, never look a Pac-Man in the mouth or something. Oh yeah, remember that joke where oh, they're like man. the ghost said, "Wait a minute, Pac-Man, don't chomp me. I have this new label from the Surgeon General." The, the Surgeon General for chomping like, or something. It's such a bad joke. Yeah, yeah. It's well, like ghosts, nobody's trying. At hey, all. ghosts, look in my mouth. What's it say? Look deeper. <laughs> look at my look at my big gaping ass maw. Get my here. Uh, my dark abyss. I I don't feel bad for Pac-Man when he gets chomped by the ghost. I don't care that he's trying to save Christmas or Santa Claus. Those ghosts it's deserve a, a chomp. It's a turf war of escalating West West Side Story violence. Like, no one should be surprised when someone gets really hurt. Everyone thinks it's like just a matter of like, ah, oh, no, we just fuck with him. We beat him up, but no one gets really hurt. No. One of these days, Pac Baby's going to be fucking swinging from a tree, and nobody's going to know what to do about it. So, yeah, so Pac-Man tries to reason with the ghosts, and he basically says, look, we're going to try to save Christmas. And they're like, wait, what's... What's Christmas again? It seems to be like a foggy memory of a life I knew before, but I can't quite place it. Christmas, cookies, Santa. The children. Spoon liquor. The, ch- <laughs> the, the children ghost. That's what Pac-Man keeps saying. Think of the children. Yeah. And I think Clyde is the leader. He's like the mo of the group, and, and all of the other ghosts turn to him. They're like, oh, Clyde. Think of the children. Oh, Clyde. And Clyde's like, well, yeah, 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 fine. But tomorrow morning, I'm going to chomp your ass in front of your wife and kid. <laughs> <laughs> And so they get so bizarre. Yeah, they get back in the car. They drive twenty feet and suddenly feet. they're in the heart of the forest. The ghosts, all the the ghosts should just follow them and discover the location of the forest. Yeah, how about you just look up in the fucking trees? It's not snow that's glowing, you dummies. Those are the fucking power pellets. They they sh- well because the power pellets are over their graves and they don't want to see no. their own graves because then they have to confront oh. their own death. They they stuff power pellets down the reindeer's throats and they all start glowing like they're fucking like they have bone cancer, 
and Santa in a, in a newfound cancer. Yeah, you facts. glow. Uh, it's facts. fact. Um, and then Santa, who's never been more high in his life, is loving. He's, he's his tits are on fire, and he just is like, "Thanks, Pac-Man. I I came crashing down into my depression, but now I'm high as a kite. Ho ho ho." Um, and then <laughs> the ghosts have the gall to go back on their pact. The ghosts are going to invade the pack house and kill all of them. Bust minutes after promising not to. Like I love that going, yeah, going to their house. Like, like there's no, there's no. Don't you all come right, to my I'm, house? I'm back in base. No, I'm just gonna. We're ghosts. We're going into your fucking house. There is no, there is no safe place in Packland. I'm gonna bust in your window and I'm gonna chomp you, motherfucker. But when they bust in, that's when Pac-Man gives them the gifts Santa brought, and True. they get gifts. The ghosts let's, get gifts. Let's not forget, they don't celebrate Christmas here. So when Santa Claus leaves, they're like, all right, I guess that's it. And they get back home, and then suddenly the whole house is decorated with Christmas, and there's presents. They're like, holy shit, Christmas has come. He made it. Because I don't think that there's some contention of whether he actually made it or not, right? Uh, Why else would they say stuff like, he really is real, he really did give us these things? Yeah, the idea is that, I, I assume, even though he bitches about how if he doesn't leave by midnight, it's all fucked, he di- he does get it done. Yeah. And it ends on the best line in the world. Do we all remember the best line? Oh. Merry Christmas to Take all, it. and to all a good chomp. <laughs> and, and to all a good murder, and to all a good murder... Santa. Oh, well, can we talk about like the the drug allegory of the of the uh, pack pallets? Well, yeah, like, yeah. Santa's highest highest like, tits. <laughs> like, okay, oh, the reindeers are too tired; they can't do it. Let's give them speed. <laughs> Let's give the reindeer speed. Well, pe- uh, Pep, what's up, Pepper? Pepper says to Rudolph, like, "Oh, your temperature seems fine, but your warning light is still flashing." She's like pointing to his like flashing nose. The the whole. <laughs> Let's be fair. Biology doesn't seem to really have a beginning or an end in this TV show. Oh, no. Not For the all. record, the other Pac-Man show, which is on Netflix, is called Pac-Man and the Ghostly Adventures. Uh, it ran for two seasons. And the first episode is called The Adventure Begins. Uh, it says, thanks to the school bully, Pac-Man accidentally opens the portal to the netherworld, unleashing an army of ghosts led by the fiery Lord Betrayus. Wow. It's a weird show, but it's better than the piece of shit we watched. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> so now they're going to celebrate Christmas every year, and that one day a year, I guess the ghosts call a truce for five minutes before they bust down yeah. your fucking door and chomp you in front of your family, as Jonathan just put it. They're going to they're string Pac-Man, Pac-Man up from a fucking right? tree. Uh, if you watch this on Daily Motion, other options in the right-hand <laughs> bar include a Jetson Christmas Carol, a Flintstone Christmas, uh... You can watch the Pacula episode of the uh, Pac-Man cartoon. Uh, there's a uh, Super Mario Super Show episode called Koopa Klaus. Klaus. I pronounce it as Klaus, but I think it's meant to be Koopa Claus. That oh, that sounds good. And there's a... That might have to make it on the list at some point. There's a shitty... There's a Pink Panther Christmas. I actually kind of want to watch that. Uh, there's a terrible Peter Pan and Captain Hook cartoon from the 90s that's all about it's yes. it's a christmas carol but with captain hook that's yes i think i remember that episode and that cartoon wasn't based on hook but it kind of was a little bit yeah, yeah. it was like it was we can't we're foxes peter pan wait we're what i think it was actually called i think it was actually called foxes peter pan oh yeah 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 <laughs> like I, it was oh yeah that show was 
But that show was pretty. But Captain Hook, as far as I got into it, he is visited by the ghost of Christmas past. I'm like, God, people are so fucking lazy. They couldn't have just done a Peter Pan. I think Wendy appears as that ghost. You know how? Hi. It's always characters from the show. Oh, Tiger Lily is probably at some point represented. I'm sure. Who would be Ghost of Christmas Future to to Captain Hook? Smee? (laughs) Just like an old bony Smee? The crocodile. The crocodile. It had to be the crocodile. And he just sees Peter Pan laughing over his grave. (laughs) Dancing with the hook. La 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 la. Mr. Jingling. Yeah, Fox Peter Pan got real. So who won and who lost Pac-Man? Santa Claus won, right? He got to come down, bitch and moan, let's relieve some of his just like. Fuck he got me, to vent. Man. Like I got real responsibilities, but then got to leave <coughs> better than ever, jacked up on speed, aka power yeah. pellets, aka radiation. Like I think Santa, I think Santa winning is fair, and I think Pac-Man losing is fair because Pac-Man nearly died, yeah. and he never really got the gratitude he deserved because Santa started bitching the second yeah. he helped him in any way. How fucked up would it be if this was the only episode of Pac-Man where he got chomped? <laughs> like up to this point, he never got chomped. I'd say that's a good track before. record. And chomping Pac-Man, chomping Pac-Man is where five ghosts come up, like bum rush him. They run over him. You hear like a chomping sound, and then they just leave. And he looks what if, defeated, violated. What like, if this is okay? What if this is mid-season and the next season is just Pac-Man having post-traumatic stress disorder from being chomped? Oh, man. That's why it only ran it for two really seasons. Fucking dark. I love how this is outside of the regular seasons because Wikipedia lists this and the Halloween special as separate from the two main seasons. Um, you can order both seasons, but they're made to order. <laughs> Hanna-Barbera only prints them as they're requested, which I think is That's pretty amazing. That is awesome. We're not going to leave a single fan out. If you want it, every place should do that. Jingle-ling-a-ling-a-ling. Pac-Man. Oh, so, so do we do attire? Do we do Comet Awards for Wolfworthy fashion? Obviously, the ghost with the uh, what did you call it, Jonathan? The, the thing with the hand warmer. Oh, the little muffler, Sue. Yeah, muffler. Sue gets oh. it right. Yeah, I'd go for that. Yeah, I. Uh, I was gonna say a, I was gonna say Sourpuss with her little um, uh, little earmuffs. I like to think oh, Sourpuss sa- is a girl. Sourpuss wins, obviously. What do you think, Brad? Be honest. I don't know. I'm. Uh, it's your call, bro. I think. I think I'm leaning muffler. I just got a soft spot for these poor ghosts. Yeah. Okay. Muffler wins. She's the go. best dressed of the ghosts who are just barely holding on. I think we can all agree the worst dress is fucking Mor- Morris Pack or whatever the hell he is. Morris is dressed like a modern day quote unquote hipster. He looks like he is is trying to be dirty casual, and I don't like it. Ugh, no. Like, dress right. dress like an adult, Morris. Just dress like a fucking adult. Yeah. There you go. Ting-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling. Pac-Man comes to Christmas Town. <laughs> Hell comes to Christmas Pack. <laughs> oh, Packy. Stop saying Packy. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I love that Packy. Stop it. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Fuck Pac-Man. Oh, I Never wanted to say video game. Oh, fuck no. Um, one of the credits that Rusty Taylor, aka Pac Baby, has on IMDb is the TV movie, quote unquote, Blondie and Dagwood, second wedding workout. Who? <laughs> where she plays the voice of Cora Dithers. Who the fuck even knows? <laughs> she plays girl in Yogi's Treasure Hunt. 
She played Krusty's baby in Dink the Little Dinosaur. Krusty's baby? I'm assuming there's a dinosaur named Krusty? She played Birdie in multiple McDonald's credits. She was the voice of Birdie. And if you hear that, I'm sure it's the exact same fucking voice. But Ronald, remember that crazy, well, we talked about it before, the crazy McDonald's commercial where the star falls out of the sky. Oh, man. Up there. And it's like a, a star weird is a little like, baby that you have to take care of. <laughs> Grimace. Oh my, oh me. <laughs> oh me, oh my. Let's eat it. Grimace, no. no one just, you don't put stuff in your mouth, you fucking purple baby thing. Let's eat it. <laughs> just, just sweaty for it. Just sweaty for it. Let's eat it. <laughs> Man it alive. Birdie. Ronald. All right, let's uh, go back up to the sky. Why? Because it makes a difference to this star. <laughs> Merry Christmas. She voices uh, a couple of characters, including Ghost Child in King's Quest VI, Hair Today. Uh, I'm sorry, that's not Hair. Air Today, Gone Tomorrow. Get it? Because oh, King, no. it's a video game. Ooh. King's Quest. Ooh, she played Nova. Video game. She played Nova in a TV series called Twinkle the Dream Being. Nope. <laughs> I don't want to be. <laughs> Twinkle the Dream Being. I don't want to be visited by Twinkle the Dream Being. <laughs> I've got to know what that show's about. That's insane. Oh, man. Hello, I'm Twinkle. <laughs> I'm the dream being. I'm, uh, I'm here to get into your dreams. Jesus Christ. You don't let me in? You don't let me in your dreams? I got a key for you. <laughs> I want to be... That's all I want for my career. I just want to be one <laughs> character, but I play that character for 40 years because someone was convinced I couldn't... Someone is convinced that no one can do it as good as me. Oh, no one can do Pebbles Flintstone as good as you, Russie Taylor. <laughs> it's a baby voice. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone wants that Mark Hamill Joker. Uh, did, yeah. In The Critic, she played Penny, the little girl Penny, which is a great character, exact same voice as Pac-Baby. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh man. Well, Frank Welker does rah, 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 yeah. for everything. Like, I mean, every like live action movies, he does like monster. Noises. I'm just gonna keep giving these credits. She was in Hot Rod Dogs and Cool Car Cats, where she played Carbs. 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 <laughs> she was in Quack Pack. Oh, I kind of remember Quack Pack. I kind of remember that like weird hip Donald Duck Huey Dewey Louie thing. Oh man. It's, it never ends. It just keeps going. It just keeps going. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. What's Frank Welker's first credit? That's my question. Oh, I'll look it up. Hold on. I'm, I'm on it right now. Oh, I want to beat you. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I want to beat you. I know he played Abu in uh, Aladdin because uh, they got most of the people from those fucking movies. They got James Woods to reprise his role as Hades for the Hercules TV show, which is kind of the saddest oh. thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Oh my god, his resume, it just doesn't yeah, it's end. Insane. No. <laughs> okay, so that first credit, Brad, do you already have it? Oh yes. It's called Oh the boy. Go. The Trouble with Girls. Mm-hmm. He played Rutgers. Girls, 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 don't you wanna fuck him? Boom, boom. <laughs> I love that he played Scooby-Doo for the first time in 1969. That's his fourth credit. And then he proceeded yeah. to play it for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I don't want to see Frank Welker in front of the camera. Sorry. No. I don't need to see any of Frank Welker's live-action credits. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. All right. Alex, Brad, is it time to to take us home? Let's go home. Okay. Let's go home. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. 
Um, there's lots of ways you can get in contact with us, but to do that, go to the, our website, ramjackpodcast.com. Everything you need to know about the show is there. Everything. Yeah, there's a link to a wiki that has like a wicked amount of information on shows of past and yesteryear. I just updated it. Added a added the last few episodes because I was slacking on that on the, on that shit. And we appreciate it. Then the world appreciates it, Jonathan. Um, yeah, Facebook group. It exists. It's fun times. I love it. Happy holidays, everyone. Jonathan, thank you so much for joining us. I'd like to quickly promote. Uh, how are the Full House podcast? Yes. And then also, uh, Ramjack, of course, uh, has in the past discussed Legends of the Hidden Temple. Uh, I'm going to tech uh, tomorrow night when we record this to uh, start preparing for improvised Legends of the Hidden Temple, where I will be playing Kirk Fogg, and my boyfriend Chris will be puppeteering an Olmec head puppet, and it's only running for two performances. So it's uh, July 18th at 9.30 and August 2nd at 9.30 here in Chicago at stage 773. So if you look up, if you just Google Improvised Legends of the Hidden Temple, it's the only thing that comes up. And it fucking better be if I fucking learn that some fucking group steals this idea. There's 17 more improvised Legends of the Hidden Temple. Interesting. Interesting. One of them is just by a couple that doesn't seem to like each other very much, though. Oh, man. Have you checked that out? Have you checked that shit out? No. Oh, man. It's a bummer. They think they actually say at the beginning of one of them, we're really helping people. We helped a woman realize that she was in a bad relationship because we were talking about, you know, the problems that we've had. And it's like, you're a full house podcast, you fucking idiots. I just imagine if I ever stop how rude to talk about a real issue, just find me and right. kill me. <laughs> I just imagine it's that same <laughs> shitty couple that did that, like, they were, like, super Christians and had their own, like, shitty Christian podcast network, and they did a Lost podcast that Ew. was back in the day that was so amazingly terrible. Blech. Ugh. I don't like that at Using all. Using Lost as a platform to promote your religious propaganda is crazy. It's like Westboro yeah. Baptist Church using Clefairy or Jigglypuff to promote their hatred of Pokemon that's the devil. It's like, what the fuck are you I, doing? I recently discovered an eighth Full House podcast that is solely dedicated to Fuller House called Cut It Out. And in the first 30 seconds of the first episode, one of the guys, exhausted, says, I guess we should start. Um, you guess you should start your podcast that you do? Yeah, I guess you should start the podcast that you do. Um... Have you seen, there's a podcast on the circuit, I haven't listened to it yet, but it troubles me because it's a bunch, it's a bunch of It's called of Jam Ram. <laughs> it's called Jam Ram, Brad, I'm worried. No, it's, oh, it's something like, it's a Babysitter's Club book podcast where nope. adults go back and read every Babysitter's Club book and then just basically deconstruct it, like, not that to the level fun. that we do. You don't know that. You haven't listened to it. <laughs> no, like, you, you can make certain assumptions, but it is like Ooh. high up on iTunes and I'm like, huh. I, this is weird. Not as weird as, okay, obviously, this is said by a man who just uh, talked about the Pac-Man Christmas special yeah. from 1982. Then ice. Yep. Then, then ice. Then ice, indeed. I host a How Rude uh, Full House Holland podcast. It's, there's really no room for any of us to talk. No, no. Truth. I apologize. <laughs> Babysitter's Club, do your thing. Do your thing. We've there's talked about three episodes of the 1940s Archie radio show. So that's <laughs> that is some obscure shit. But that's fucking timeless, and you know that, Brad. I know it. I know Babysitter's it. Club. I don't know. I don't know if it holds up. I've never read a book. I don't know. Maybe there's a floor walker in it. I've never read funny. a book. <laughs> that's what Alex said. I've never read a Babysitter's Club. <laughs> nope, book. that's not what you said. You said I've never read a book. <laughs> the record will show. Brad, Alex, you know, we three have come together so often to uh, 
mm-hmm. put out this this quaint little podcast, this humble little this humble little product. I, I, I you mean the world to me, you really do. Uh, but I have something to say, and maybe you'll feel the same way. I, I don't know. Maybe we'll all say it at the same time. <laughs> but when it comes to when it comes to our friendship, I love you. You're perfect. Now change. Pac-Man, I just love this time of the year. Everyone is so happy and cheerful, and outside it's so pretty and peaceful. The springtime has flowers and soft falling rain. Summer has sunny days for swimming and playing games. The autumn means back to school and meeting new friends, but the winter means snowflakes and frozen lakes and Christmas once again. Snowflakes and frozen lakes Hear the wind Light a fire Hot cider and ginger cakes Then the night falls And a wish from you And the dream comes true Thank you.